Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fantastic collaboration. Collabor, 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 That's all, folks. That's it, dude. It very, very much is the Looney Tunes up in this bitch, ladies and gentlemen. I am, of course, Aaron Nix of the Wrestle Plug. Now, joining me in this collaboration is, of course, Let's Talk Business. It is the clean, Mr. Clean, Anton Green. Yo. And, of course, the hitman, the man with the hot takes and the spicy looks. He is, of course... Gabe Myers. Welcome back, boys. Peace, people. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, this is going to be good fun because it's a crossover. So if you're listening on Let's Talk Business, thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget, you can check those guys out. They've got social media and we'll give you the links in the description. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, on the WrestleBlog channel, thank you very much for joining us there as well. Now, we do something called the State of Wrestling Address. So what we're going to do is we're going to change it up a little bit and call it the State of Business Address. So <laughs> that's, that's now we've got something new for the boys because ultimately yeah, okay. there is just as important a part as I am when it comes to this. So we're going to look at some of the, uh, shall we say, worthy news topics of the week in professional wrestling. And I'm sure that at least one of these individuals will give you some hot takes and the other one will sit there and yeah, be a politician for the entire time. Him. <laughs> Anton Gray. <Yeah. laughs> no, sitting on the fence. Otherwise, we're going to have to start giving you forfeits if you sit on the fence too much. <laughs> and we begin with AEW issuing a huge list of banned moves, spots, and more. AEW officials have issued a list of banned moves, spots, and more within the company, and the list is long. Fightful broke the story, putting together a fantastic report that noted there were protocols developed by the AEW medical team, coaches, and referees to help protect talent, staff, crew, and fans. The document said that while there is always risk in pro wrestling, they want to minimize the risk without compromising the quality of the talent's performances and ability to be creative. Specifically, a document was sent out that outright banned unprotected chair shots to the head, shots to the back of the head, buckle bombs and blind moves backwards into the turnbuckle, fencing responses, which is unnatural positions of arms following a concussion, seizure cells, spitting, bleeding in the crowd, weapons or projectiles in the crowd, Taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd or physical contact with the crowd, we're told that nothing with blood on it should be thrown into the crowd. And that's not all. Aside from the outright banning of the above, the report also provided a full verbatim list of spots, stipulations, gimmicks, etc. that require full approval by medical and coaches assigned to the match. The report moved to make clear the difference between the banned items and the following bit. All of the below now, good good fucking English there by Wrestling Inc. Thank you for that. Um, basically, the, it, it goes on with more stuff. Uh, spots and bumps on the ring, apron and outside. These are things that need to be cleared with somebody yeah. before they're actually done. So spots and bumps on the ring, apron and outside. Table, ladder, chair spots in and out of the ring. Only allowed with padding, by the way, now. Any elevated spots outside of the barricades. That includes dives and ladder spots on stage around the arena and other places outside of the ring. All pile driver and tombstone variations, including the sit-down drivers, inverted poison hurricane runners and vertebrakers, high-risk dives or top rope moves, aka 450, 630, double moonsaults, SSP, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, oh, shooting stop press. Shoot, shoot press, yeah. yeah. Uh, intentional bleeding of any sort, not just blading. What? Well, how else do you intentionally believe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. that's, that's opening up some very dangerous territory for the women's division. Throwing mm -hmm. people into, through, or over ring steps, commentary tables, bell tables, or guardrails, barricades, weapon usage, including chairs, pipes, kendo sticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, chains, etc. Title belts, 
thumbtacks, skewers, barbed wire, and other sharp puncturing objects, powders, aerosol sprays, or liquids, throwing any weapons or objects or chairs, choking, strangling with hands, or a weapon or hanging spots, injury spots or angles, whether or not medical is involved or not, or called to ringside, any physicality in the crowd or crowd brawling, any physicality involving referees, managers, extras, celebrities, or special guests. Uh, it was also noted, I know, this is long-winded, I apologise. It was noted that the list was not a comprehensive one and could be adjusted by medical, legal, and coaching staff. When approved, the moves are to be performed in accordance with safety protocols in place. One talent we spoke to said they believe this is a good move and will help streamline the show, avoid repeat spots and moves in general, and make more of the athletic spots that talent are capable of. It is also expected to help instill... That must have been a veteran they spoke to. Uh, yeah. It is also expected to help instill some authority to the coaches and help production prepare for spots. Most we've heard from agreed it was a, ne a necessary tightening of the screws as the company grows. All right. Gabe Myers, his time. I've seen, I'll see you. He's itching to go. Ready to go. <laughs> so AW has been in place for four years now. Uh, this <laughs> list has only just arrived four years into a promotion that has seen a litany of injuries, bad spots, errors, horrendous booking and more there has been some good stuff littered in there but ultimately mm. most of the good stuff is kind of the sprinklings on the ultimate shit storm that is this chocolate cake of AEW. oh so, yes Gabe myers your thoughts on this extensive list first of all this this to me shows how second rate this company is because for a company with all this billion legit billions and billions of dollars slash pounds you have arn anderson you have billy gunn you have all these guys that's been in the wbf so that's NWA, WWE, if you want to put it that way, for years. Are you telling me half the stuff that these guys are saying now, they didn't say it from day one? These guys are supposed to be what, producers? Are you telling me that, like I said, Arn Anderson, Billy Gunn, I was going to say Dean on there, but I know Dean not there, but Dean Malenko, I know they love up Dean Malenko. Are you telling me what, none of these guys listen to him? I know obviously they cussed off, or cussed off, they insulted um, JR, what was it? Brandon Cutler talked about how um, oh, yes. we don't so listen to JR. To question yeah. JR, Mr. Roll for Initiative. Oh boy, shut up. Like, <laughs> that that infuriated me. Imagine yeah. thinking as Brandon Cutler that you're above the knowledge of the greatest play by play in the history of professional wrestling. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, again, I, I really do feel like going on literally strangling half these guys. Again, I understand about the. The headshots, the headshots with the the, the the chairs and everything, I get that. Again, I do like intricate moves, don't go wrong, but I've always said that AEW, when it comes to their matches, is literally like a there's no breather. People are going to say, oh, you know, you're trying to go back to the 60s, 70s. No, slow it down a bit, let it make sense. To me, let's say in one match you do, let's say about 50 moves. Okay, let's say you do 20 moves in one match. Four of those, five of those, that should be it. Within reason, obviously, of course. But again, what was it? They talk about is it the inverter breaker and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the Ringo Keller. It, it, it looks good, don't get me wrong. But if anybody's kicking out at two, you're dead. You're dead. But uh, I don't know. I think from the little bit that I've, I've heard, like news wise, I'm told most of the boys are saying, okay, yeah, we hate it, but yeah, we're not going to follow it. And to really? me, it makes me think that it makes me think, you know what? This is why you need someone like a Vince McMahon there. Because Vince McMahon would never allow this sort of thing to happen. Each match, okay, yes, it's a sequence. I get it. I guess it's a sequence. But at the same time, you couldn't have, let's say, the two stone or the pedigree. 
in every single match. Literally, he'll be like, okay, well, you know what? Taker's doing the tombstone. Triple H is doing the pedigree. That's it. Nobody is going to copy it. But these guys literally, boom, 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 boom. no one cares. And literally, it feels like every man for himself. This way, you need Vince Russo today. I know people are going to say, people are going to say, oh, Vince Russo, Vince Russo. Vince mm. Russo actually will put some structure. He put, he'll put some structure into the show. Mr. Clean? Yeah, he'll put a structure in. He'll put a free-tiered <laughs> selling. That's the structure he'll put in. Mate, you still watched it and you enjoyed it, didn't you? You still watched it and enjoyed it back in the day. Oh, so... it was terrible. Mate, it was a 3.2 rating. Was Canyon it, dying? Bless it was a 3.2 rating. The AEW and WWE would kill for a 3.2 rating these days. Yeah, so... no, I, won't, I will not disagree with that. But the, the thing is, I just don't believe in Russo could regain those ratings. I Listen, don't think that's... We will, me and you will have our own show on yeah, this yeah, yeah, we so, will. There'll be nowhere right. to hide on August the 27th. Oh, There'll believe, be to hide. believe when me. You're watching I... me work. <laughs> when you're watching me work, remember that. <laughs> I'm gonna have a literally, I've got a Vince Russo t shirt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear it. I actually got a Vince Russo t shirt. I'm the Vince Russo I'm guy. Gonna, I'm gonna absolutely call you out on comms at Coliseum. I'm gonna be all over you. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm like, who's this? Who's this freaking Mark down here? There you go. I'll censor that just for you, Anton. Um, so. Anton, Anton, um, <laughs> Anton, Mr. Politician, uh, mm. what do you, you know, obviously both you guys have extensive history and experience in professional wrestling, even much more so than myself. So you'll be able to lend a lot of credibility to this. And obviously, Anton, especially, I've noticed that like in the last couple of years, you've been working a lot backstage doing refereeing and stuff like that. Mm. And this list is kind of aimed at people like yourself, referees, officials, people who are trying to help keep the match working together. Our boy Adam Mansfield was road agent for Coliseum on the weekend, did a really good job of keeping everyone together, making sure there was no repeat finishes. And that led yeah. itself to an excellent night of professional wrestling where people were entertained. Um, mm. What's your thoughts on the list? Yeah, I think like in a way it's it's not, it's just in a written form. It's not much different to how like the shows, when we're on shows, there's an understanding like you do have to get clearance. If like a promoter, you'll go up to the promoter and say, can I do this? Like, you know, like we, you'll see backstage, like at a rumble show, it'd be the, the discussion, like, yeah, about microphone work. You know, like, can I, can I take the mic? Can I say this? No um, finger gestures. Well, yeah, we had, we had a, we had a, <laughs> we had a list, yeah, we didn't had we? We told Gabe about the list. No, I haven't got around to, <laughs> to tell him about that one, but I, I mean, feel like that was aimed at me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, you, yeah, you felt, you must have. Yeah, felt I was it. like, yo, yeah. this, is, this is a witch. <laughs> no swearing. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's not really to me that that's what happens a lot of the time. Definitely on the shows that we like on our circuit, and yeah, like you would need if we were going to do something with a table at ring, like we'd have to get clearance. We wouldn't just go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to smash the table today, or I'm going to use, you know, like even the weapons, you would clear it. You would you would clarify, and you'd also, you know, if someone's already, and you might be told that's already happening, or you know, like oh, I don't want any blood, or yeah, you know, like generally, it, a lot of that stuff is kind of maybe not so much in in the way of the moves governing the moves but then i don't think when you've got that like the second part that says it's kind of like it's not saying you can't do it but these are the things would have to be cleared obviously you're not going to get clearance on if you could do a hammer lock or yeah certain moves but when you're going up a certain level like we're not saying you can't do them like tombstones and stuff like that but needs to be approved which like i say not only does it look after people's safety it does stop it being like oh everybody's doing the tombstone everyone's doing all these moves because when someone does rather than people just oh we're going to go off and do our match and then you'll find out, oh, they're doing that, which was already in this previous match. It's like they're getting clearance on that. So it's like, oh, no, you can't because we've already, well, we're having this guy doing that spot or this guy. You know, like, so I think, yeah, I, I don't think it's too, it's just in a written form and it's been leaked. 
I think that's the thing. And and it's and it's going to get some people's backs up because it's like like it takes away the spontaneity of it and yeah, you know, like making people think, oh, we're not going to get to see much of that now. Whereas I, I think maybe that'll get some people's backs up, but I don't but think it's a bad be, move. Is it fair to argue that they shouldn't have been seeing that stuff in the first place anyway? There should have that. been control over it. Like my mm. question to you guys is very obvious one, and we know what the answer is, but does AW, do you think, have a better level of programming, better ratings, and a better quality product if they had initiated this from the very first day and said, we are making this extremely important, you will fucking abide by this list of rules? Mm. Me, me personally, I'll probably say yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think having that kind of like governance, like again, it, sh- it needs to be probably, we shouldn't even hear about it really. No. It shouldn't have got out. Like it's something, that, there does need to be a governance. You can imagine WWE's got that as well, like protocol. Yeah. There does need to, I think, yeah, having that sort of protocol will improve it. And I do feel like they've made a lot of like improvements from from when they first started. Because I, like in the time yeah. that I've been watching them, yeah. like, you know, there was some stuff you, I would, and maybe it's not fair because I would only just like hear little bits or see little clips. But it, I definitely feel like they've really put like a lot of emphasis on really, you know, like I know you guys hate it, <laughs> but from what I see, like they do. No, I don't hate it. I just <laughs> you, you slightly, yeah. You know, I, you know, I, common sense is the key term here. You like, hate it again. All this stuff is common sense <laughs> for anyone working in the business. Like, yeah. At they, no point should these things like they shouldn't need to be said, and the fact they are need no. to, they need to be said shows you the state of the locker room and the lack of respect for the business and storytelling. But I think one of the things is because they go for the being the alternative, whereas like WWE, especially when they had like the PG era, it was very like streamlined. So mm. a lot. So like they want it. Oh, we want you to have, we want this stuff back. But at the same time, you've got to control that because otherwise you go back to like the, you know, where it's just out of control and it's just excessive and, and dangerous. So I think that's, that's probably the thing is like, there was a point like, yeah, for them, they do want some of that stuff in there that you might not get so much in WWE because they want to feel like we aren't uh, too reserved. Like we are, we're pro wrestling and we're doing like the the staples of, of old school sort of pro wrestling and, and that kind of thing. I was going to say something to me, doesn't this basically, again, I, people may think I love, I love knocking AEW. It's not, just, it's not that I think it's, like I say, it's common sense, but it's integrity as a company. Mm. You're telling me in the past four years, people like, Brandon Cutlet, uh, Mr. Cutler. No Cutler. That's why I call him Mr. Cutlet. Um, man of no legs. Remember the man of no legs? Uh, Muscles Manchester will never forget that. <laughs> Do you know um, what? Do you know what? Thank you for reminding me. So uh, me and Mr. Mansfield had a bit of uh, Morley's fried chicken after the show, as is per for uh, Coliseum. And he asked me to mention the man with no legs. <laughs> <laughs> I said the first again. I, I watched the first show. Mm. I, I I gave it a go. I actually watched the first it's show. The guy in the battle royal there who had no yeah. legs. I was like, who the heck's this guy? It was, just, it was just watching. He's, like, he's got no legs. He's got no legs. He's like so outraged that he's doing he's doing moves in there. Like and he's getting offense in, but he's got no oh, legs. Fair play to the guy. I, again, I give the guy credit, but I thought people are selling for this guy. I was like, he's doing a six one now. I'm like, what? I, okay, fair enough. But <laughs> my point with this company is this. You're telling me that literally there was no structure from day one. From day one, there's I mean, been no yeah. there's been no real structure to your company. That's do madness. You think, do you think that though? I mean, I'd, I'd imagine they had like it's just this is now like they decided to write something down and it's been leaked. I'd assume. I'd assume well, they've been is, having some yeah. sort of protocols mm. previously. You'd like to think, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't. It's not like they've been absolutely like out of control, 
like you know off the wall completely. Well, the thing is, I, mean, hearing, I won't say shoots, but well, if anything, it's a shoot. I've been in like a few little shoots, basically, people saying that I'll, and I'm, obviously, Aaron, you would say from Kaz and everything, but they're saying that, you know, AW is basically like, it's like the Wild West. You just do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. There's no, there's no really there to kind of, kind of stop you. Matches wise, no structure, no nothing. I think who is it? Um, who is that? Uh, again, I apologize, people. Who is the British uh, death wrestler that got sacked during the whole oh, Jimmy Havoc? Nothing? Jimmy Havoc. He was basically saying about how he was making, what, 250,000 pounds a year, which is crazy for him, but fair, fair news to him. But literally, it was like, uh, basically tell him, okay, you're going to win, but you know, go out there, so you're going to say, do what you're going to do. And I'm thinking, huh? Mm. Vince, again, people can knock Vince McMahon. People can knock Triple H and everything. But I use I use the, um, the old analogy of when, was it? Rock and Triple H, apparently in 1999-2000, used to go out and kind of just say what they, say what they want. But it was a thing of, okay, whatever you say, let it be to the point where it's so good that we can't complain about it. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like, again, they, even though Anton knocks Triple H in 1999-2000, he knocked him. He knocked him. Let's say, for example, like a D'Lo Brown or Hulk Holly went out and said, oh, how do you like me now? They get they, they get sacked. D'Lo will be saying something. People get sacked, but because it's Triple H, because it's rock and everything, the verbiage they have is so good, you can't knock it. You have AEW. Again, you have people like Chris Jericho. You have people like Christian Cage. You have people like Sting that has good verbiage. Again, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> I love Sting, but I, I I was trying to go with the old heads to kind of show my loyalty to all the old heads because I know Anton knows that all the new guys, I can't stand them. But I think just in terms of AEW for me, really, it's like, you're making good money, fine. Save your money, do what you're going to do, gain experience. But at the same time, it's like, I can't believe this this list is even out there. I can't believe it's even out there. And like you said, Arn Anderson, Billy Gunn, all these all these um, producers and everything, no control. But again, maybe it's, maybe it's to the point where, I don't know, what, again, I was Anthony, you're, you know, wrestler, uh, promoter as well. I don't know. Let's say you had someone like, I'm trying to go crazy. Let's say like a New Jack. Mm-hmm. If New Jack said, okay, I'm facing Aaron and I'm going to do X, Y, Z, are you telling me that you'd have no control of him, what he can and can't do? Or could he tell you, okay, I'm doing this and that's it? No, I mean, you could, yeah, you would, you would tell him whether he'd actually listen, but then that, that's, <laughs> then that's your, like, that's how you act afterwards. Obviously you don't, you know, you choose whether you're going to book him again. If he doesn't, if he says he wants to do this and you say, no, I don't want that on the show. He goes ahead and does it anyway. Then, yeah, I mean, you got you got control in the sense you can tell somebody not to do these things. Mm. It's whether they listen to you if they go ahead. Like you, your analogy with like the Rock and Triple H, it's like you then decide. Well, am I gonna? What he did was that for the benefit of the show? Will I still let it go, mm. or will I say no? I don't want him on my show anymore because that's the only thing you can do. You can't take back what he's done, but you can no. just prevent him from doing it again on your show. Mm. I suppose that's yeah, that's the that's the thing. I mean, you do yeah. Like to me, mm. if I knew somebody was going to do something and I've told them not to. If they go ahead and do it, then that's like so open sort of defiance to what you, yeah. But you might. It depends again what it is. It might be a case they went out and did it, like said with Triple H and Rock, and it's like actually that actually worked out okay. He shouldn't. He should have listened to me. But the fact is, he he was right. It was a good thing. Aaron, I was gonna I was gonna say something quickly. Um, do you remember what's his what's his name? Is it is it uh, Bill Morrissey or William Morrissey? Yeah, Cass, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, big cast. Obviously, Big you probably heard Big Bill. You know the old story about um, when he was in WWE and apparently he had the incident with the with the little fella. They say something. The little fella. <laughs> the little guy. Where basically I think it was supposed to Big Britain once and that was it. 
But apparently, and he's, he said at his own mouth that he thought that it would be better basically if he big boots him, punch him a few more times in the head, then um, big boots him again. So he went off script. Again, Anton says it was no good because I would say it's like, well, you know, the big boot should have been it. But he thought, okay, do a bit more, bit more damage. The story was from Kaz himself is that Vince McMahon came back, was cussing him, all that sort of stuff. And Kaz defended himself. Went to his face, you know, saying, you know, come come fight me, old man, blah, 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 blah. And basically, Triple H basically had to save Vince from getting a beatdown. Would you say from that perspective that, again, from the AW perspective, that, okay, Kaz, even though he went against Vince McMahon, he believed in what he did to try to make it better? Or would you say that, okay, Kaz was wrong and Vince was right? I think it's important to retain uh, some level of organic nature to what we do as wrestlers and what mm -hmm. we do in the ring. So, for instance, if you go slightly off script, you know, for instance, like, yeah, you can you can sort of script a match to the umpteenth mm -hmm. occasion, but you're going to have botches. You're going to have things that may go wrong. You might have to call something on the fly. And at that point, I would expect the wrestlers to be professional enough to make the right decisions. I can trust, for instance, someone like a Cody Rhodes or Roman Reigns to kind of be able to say, in this moment, we kind of need to do this. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are probably great examples of that, guys who can kind of change the match to suit on the fly. And you're not going to, when they get backstage, be like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And it's like, <clears throat> okay, you have to have a little bit of leeway so that they still have some sort of creative input in what they're doing. But at the same time, you need to, you don't micromanage it, but you do just manage it straight. And But that's the difference, isn't it? We know that we can trust people in WWE especially to go out there and be professionals. I know that when I see the Usos versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, they're not going to do something stupid that's going to jeopardize. And to be fair, like we saw on that same shot, Money in the Bank, uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet, they did that spot. And I would have said to them, if you can do that spot cleanly, that's fine and safely. If at any point that spot goes wrong, you abandon it and you leave it. And they didn't do that. And they would have absolutely got fucking hammered by me as a promoter for going ahead and doing that, especially when you consider that you do not want to basically injure Logan Paul with the cachet he has in the celebrity world and things like that, because it's just going to reflect badly in terms mm. of publicity. And again, a lot of this comes down to PR, you know, public relations, publicity. How are you perceived? Um, what are you giving people? Do your sponsors allow this? We all saw the famous moment with the pizza cutter with Chris Jericho and Nick Gage, and then there's a Domino's advert as they go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. And like, no wonder Domino's are pissed as hell about it. Of course they are, because they do not want their product being associated with a drug addicted bank robber charging around with a pizza slicer. Uh, that's not good for business. It's And also, it jeopardizes the ability for the company to make a lot of money. These sponsors pay extraordinary amounts of money. So the bottom line is, yeah. But it's also protecting your talent. AEW wrestlers need protecting from themselves. That's why this list should have been in place from the get-go. And if it had been, they would have been instilled in them, the discipline would have been instilled in them that you will wrestle properly. You will wrestle professionally. You will make sure that you do spots that make sense. You will tell a story because ultimately one of the biggest issues of AEW and why I'm not a fan of it at all is because they don't do anything for the benefit of professional wrestling and the audience they're working in front of. They do it for the benefit of themselves so they can pop the boys, so they can pop Meltzer and get a rating. And that damages the business more in my opinion and creates lower ratings and that's why more and more people are turning off because if i'm a casual wrestling fan and i turn on AEW and all i'm seeing are a load of guys who don't give a shit about entertaining me and only give a shit about popping themselves why am i going to continue to watch that
not to be a nag, not to be an, an old fuddy daddy, but isn't that most wrestling today? Isn't yeah, that no, WWE today? Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying that's why I don't <laughs> enjoy mainstream wrestling as much as I do the British independence, where people mm. still work towards their audience. The re- yeah. What makes somewhere like Rumble fantastic to work for is that everything is done with the people in mind, the fans in mind, because at the end of the day, they're the people who are paying money to see us work. And of course, we haven't got the big sponsors to work with, so it's easier for us to work towards them. But at the same time, you should always have the people in mind, the punters, the people who pay the money. Most of these wrestlers, we can tell, don't give a shit. And it's, yeah, it does happen in WWE, but it happens in AEW tenfold. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're saying to me, you know, oh, like uh, the argument I was here from AEW fans is, oh, the product that we do is so much more exciting and so much more intense for, for like a brief moment. Yes. But after two hours, I'm sitting there thinking I'd rather watch fucking SmackDown. At least yeah. I know that I'm going to be entertained. That I'm going to be given proper storylines and proper TV that I can be invested in. I'm not getting any of that in AEW unless MJF's on my screen. So, you know, that's one of the big issues. But the bottom line is this list should have been in place from the get-go. The fact that we've had to wait four years to really hear anything about it. And it's obviously a direct retaliation to the fact that they have had a record amount of injuries. If you've gone back 30, 40 years to the territories and NWA and Mid-South and said, this is what wrestling is going to be like in 40 years, they would have punched you in the mouth Mm. because it's just so ridiculously stupid by comparison. And these guys back in the day, and especially what's what's the biggest um, period in wrestling history, the Attitude Era, where 10 million people every Monday were tuning into either Nitro or WWF Raw. And at that point, both shows, you know, had some sort. And ultimately, we saw why, why did WCW go out of business? Because it lost handle when it came to creative. That's the first thing everyone always says is they allowed guys to have creative control written into their contracts. You cannot do that in wrestling. You can that is like the biggest mistake. And actually, you know, credit to your boy Vince Russo. Um, it's Eric Bischoff who stuck that in. It's Eric Bischoff who allowed these guys <laughs> to run rampant in the first place. And of course, Vince Russo just comes in and starts spraying his dick around and making it worse. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I like the double thumbs up when he says he made it worse. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, well, he's just, but it's that thing of, of course he's going to, because you've set a precedent, you've set a foundation of what to do. If Eric Bischoff comes in and you've already got this thing of like, no, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and all these guys, and Kevin Nash especially, will not be allowed to just fucking piss all over the product and do whatever they want <laughs> and collect a ludicrous paycheck, then Vince Russo's like, okay, well, this is what I work with. So, you know, you've already set the precedent of discipline and I can work with that. And that's why Vince Russo worked in WWF, because he had Vince McMahon telling him not to fucking be a moron. <clears throat> Those are the stone-cold facts of it. He made Stone Cold, made The Rock, made... made... He absolutely triple H means some. Had Vince McMahon behind him saying, Don't fuck up, pal. That in WCW, we saw what happened when he had nobody to control him. Can I say something? Can I say something about this Vince Russo thing just before we move on? Anton, you're the you're the you're you're the impartial guy here. You're the guy in the middle, yeah? Now now you want me to be on the fence, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When Vince Russo left the WBF. Be honest, was the WWF ever as exciting? Sorry, bleh, was the mm-hmm. WWF ever that exciting as before he left afterwards? Can you can you think of a period? Let's say uh, he, he left what October '99. Let's say up to mm-hmm. 2005, for example. Did from from October '99 to 2005, let's say um, to December, was it ever as exciting? Ever as fun? Ever as big? Ever as 
ever yeah. as I'm trying to be the word for it. Because I don't want to see the word global because I want to see from I like global. how he's only asking you and not me. No, 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 because he's he's the guy who's impartial, he's the impartial guy. Be honest. I, did they ever have the stars that they ever did before after he left? Yeah, I've, I, I honestly did. Think the, I think the star power was bigger because I mean, and, and it's, I think to be honest, though, that's a credit what, to 2001. Did you not see WrestleMania? Yeah, I, I'd say there's a credit to Vince Russo that in like '98, if you looked at the roster, it was of quite thin. It was yeah. thin, and what they did with that, like, because really, like, you didn't have you, you had Undertaker, Stone Cold, Rock was coming up towards the end of the year. Triple H, I still don't feel like, and he wasn't up. He wasn't up at the level we became. Uh, Kane like Mankind No, no, no 99 99 99 But 2000 Where he really Sort of like Okay, now he is Like a, a serious Like player on that level But who so, started him off? Who started him off though? Yeah, no. Vince Russo Yeah you think but, So Vince Russo Started off The Undertaker, did he? <laughs> no, 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 no Ah, yeah That's exactly yeah. it he I think, what, him basically. <laughs> I think yeah. what they did With a limited yeah, roster right. <laughs> In 98 It was Because with the With the Austin McMahon feud And all that stuff And like the highway to hell all of those kind of things, like that Vince was the, the yeah, and the well, the deadly so game the tournament by himself. <laughs> he, he definitely, I, but I think by '99, like it's it's still it's still good, but I don't think it was to say oh it never got any better. The, the stars did get bigger, like as you got into like because you still had Austin. Triple H was now a bigger player, and you yeah. So and in 2000, like after 2001, then you started getting like the old WCW guys coming in. So star power wasn't an issue. Um, they did move away from the, but they they needed to move away. From like the car crash thing, anyway. I think because what well, they call it like hot shotting hmm. at some point, you do have to sort of like okay, we need to calm it down a little bit because you can't just keep throwing everything at the wall. So, yeah. I, I get what I, I wouldn't say like oh, it was it wasn't as frenetic no. in, in the years after, but then I don't think that's necessarily uh, a negative that it was a bit more controlled. Do you think that on. the product was better than Gabe when oh, oh, honestly, there than to say, like, for instance, do you think? To like just a serious question, do you yeah, think 2000 and 2001 were not as good as say 96, 97, and 98? For me, I like 2000, 2001, but I did like 98, 99, if that makes sense. But when I look at the star power of 2001, yes, there was star power, but I take it for star power in 2001, not what I think of star power today. So to me, I did like Booker T. Mm. I mean, I did like Booker T, but even Anton will say Booker T wasn't on, wasn't no rock, he wasn't no Austin, he wasn't no, yeah, you know. I like Scott Stanner. I love Scott Stanner for years. We were Scott Stanner in 2000, 2001. He was starting to dip. RVD. I liked RVD, but RVD wasn't... Yeah, but I think like a year, like 2003, stacked. I mean, you had Hogan, Lesnar, True. Angle. You still had Austin, mm -hmm. briefly. You still had The Rock sort of in and out, like briefly. But and you even... Did you, you, did you find an exciting Nash. though? But the thing is, did you find 2003, 2004, it was a bit more. 2000? But then also, to my taste, there was a bit more emphasis on the actual quality of like, you know, because to me, I wasn't all about like titles change all the time. And, you know, I did. I wasn't a big fan of like no credibility for the like the champions all the time. Like story. I, I appreciate storyline, but it's like at the same time, I can appreciate like sometimes it can just be like this is a mega match. This is a big, huge match. It's Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. We don't need like an inch. We don't need a like a, a run over with a car storyline for them to not needed like it's it's lesnar versus angle they just don't like each other and they want to prove who's the best that me, that so for oh, me for my Russo taste, had left by the time they did the car angle anyway hadn't they? No, so, of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah I was, i'm just saying like that kind of um angle like you have to have like uh you know slept with your wife or, <laughs> or something like that <laughs> to get the to get the heat like you right. know I, I don't think you always need that that was after Vince left that was after Vince left it wasn't like this was there the russo wasn't even there 
You had was it Shane McMahon destroying hey, the Hey, what do you mean? Velvet isn't gold dust. That's one of Vince Russo's. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, he slept, with, he, slept, he slept with his wife. That was the whole crux of it. No, 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 no. I think what it was, Jim Cornette took it personally. He took it personally. That's what, <laughs> oh, here we that's go. What it was. Here we go. He did. He did his <laughs> shoot. He took, the, he took it personally. He's thinking, well, again, for me, yes, I understand the point of, okay, yeah, um, if she had a miscarriage, yes, I get that. And to me, that that's, that's a serious thing. Oh, no, no. I'm talking but, about Val Venus and Marlena. When he was shooting with gold dust. Oh no, but the thing is, it's not good. But the thing is, these things happen. Uh, Selective memory. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but, then, sorry. but then, yeah, that, then you're bringing up, these you're bringing things up happen. the miscarriage angle no, as well. Never one no, of these. Uh... But what I'm saying is that affairs do happen. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but affairs no, do happen. No, I know. But, but I'm after saying, he yeah. left, after he left, what didn't Vince McMahon basically basically get Trish to go on her knees hmm. and bark oh, yeah, like that, a puppy yeah. and get yeah. and get Linda to sit in the corner? Shut up, pal. You loved it. What, wasn't yeah, he looking that, at Stephanie McMahon's tits and everything and talking, looking yeah. at her like she again? This is uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Left. They carried, they carried it on like picked up. They kept his like kept that thing going for a while. Then sorry, they Aaron, seemed, you uh... can't, you can't, you can't blame this <laughs> for that stuff. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they kept a lot of that sort of stuff going, and even to this day, that's what I mean. Like to this day, you've got angles like built on on that to get the heat. Which mm. I think again, like it's okay. I just don't think like to say, oh, because it hasn't got that storyline, it's no good. Because obviously I use like Lesnar and Angle as, as an example from the same year, like Hogan and Vince McMahon. Like it was the fact that Vince McMahon created like, you know, he's the, he's the, the WWF's property. Like Hogan was his biggest star. And it's like the argument over who was the biggest. It's like, there's hatred based on that. Just It's like, that's another big thing. Like that didn't need a story. Like it didn't need like a uh, Hogan to have slept with Linda McMahon or that's like, it, you don't need uh, it. His original question also was, was, W, I think sort of like were you implying like you know correct me if I'm wrong Gabe but yeah. I got the impression that you were insinuating that the WWF product was better with Vince Russo than went after he left what whereas is yeah. So, like yeah, for me think... 2000 2001 for instance like WrestleMania 17 highest drawing WrestleMania of all time okay made I... almost two million dollars in 2017 Russo is not there I watched it live I guess you watched it live as well I remember Absolutely. that like it was like it was enough like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Don't put the perspective of what we know of them today. At the time, I liked Tess, but did you think Tess and Eddie Guerrero was a great match? Be honest. No. Did you no. think APA versus, was it Taz and, uh, who is it? Taz and, um, no, was it Taz and APA yeah, versus... Yeah, but on the flip uh, side, like, also had, you know, so many, like Austin versus Rock was... Yeah, lit- one. It was huge. Undertaker and Triple H. Chris okay, Jericho, two. Yeah, Undertaker versus Triple H was phenomenal. Uh, Chris Jericho versus William Regal was excellent. No, oh. <laughs> look, I like, look, I liked it. Well, ben, ben, ben Benoit versus Angle. Benoit versus Angle on that card, wasn't it? I'm was saying, that the I, year? I'm saying I liked it, but I'm yeah. not putting Chris today's Benoit perspective. Angle sucked, did and, it? Like, and, you no, no, t- no. and you had the TLC edging Christian yeah, Hardy yeah, boys, Dudley yeah. boys. Yeah, not TLC. Yeah, it was TLC at that point. Wait, didn't we have a match? And you're like, yeah, but like, right? APA. And what was it? APA and Taz versus... Yeah, let's, let's, pick, let's pick Rack the opener. Sensor. Let's pick the Rack opener. Let's <laughs> the opener. But you can go back to 92, 95, mm. 98. You can find shit matches on any card. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what, what I'm saying is that, again, I like the pay-per-view, mm. but I'm taking it for what it was at the time. I did like the pay-per-view. For me, really, it was the main event, and it was Triple H and... Um, it was the main event, and Triple H and uh, Takeoff. Yeah. Yeah, TLC That's... with bollocks, mate, wasn't it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, did, I, I did, you know what? I did like TLC. I, I just didn't like the fact that it was one. But again, it's the fact, okay, let's say you have the three matches. Fine, I get that. But I'm saying, 
if you put it in, also, a, in a perspective, versus Eddie Guerrero wasn't horrible. No, I no, liked it. No, I liked it. But be honest. No, I liked it. I'm telling you, I liked it. But be but honest. That's an undercard, that, isn't it? Hmm. The undercards can't be the same level. Like if Tested Eddie Guerrero go out and do as much as the TLC guys, well, like what the fuck, boys? Like, hmm. no, I get that, but I'm saying you're not not you. But I'm saying a lot of people say oh, it was a great match because Eddie is passed away and everything because of who he is now. Oh, I'm yeah, there the is time. like, there's that that's wrong spectacle of yeah. everything Eddie Guerrero did was world class. And it's like, that's not the case. And oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. That's know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Every match has an extenuating circumstance as to whether what you see it as. And also, you know, Eddie Guerrero during that period was really fucked up with drugs and shit like that. That doesn't help either. I mean, no. if you look at the size of him, he was on the gas. And he was yeah. like, but it's that thing of if you're looking at it from what's a better product, 97, 98, or 2000, 2001. Like, you know, to be honest, even 2000, 2001, I can sit there and say a lot of what Vince Russo did give to the product in the earlier years was still there in Mm. terms of, you know, the trickle down effect. But it's that thing of was the product as better with Vince Russo than when he left? Arguably, you could argue 2000, 2001 are the most successful years WWF ever had in terms of financial. So, you know, what what do you look at it as? Do you look at it just from a fan and say... Did we have as many stars? Yes, but they were doing different things. The like Undertaker and Kane weren't necessarily like Kane for me wasn't as hot around that period as he was in ninety seven no. and ninety eight. But then yeah. at the same time, Shawn Michaels came back in two thousand and two and set the world alight with his quality of work. Triple yeah. H kicked into gear very nicely, ironically, right after Vince Russo left, which is interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, but then like 2000 saw the emergence of the radicals. And then we saw obviously guys from WCW who, ironically enough, Vince Rousseau helped, like, yeah. you know, them well. WCW. Yeah. So yeah. it's the crossover. Like, the, I think people have this assumption that I think everything Vince Rousseau did was shit. <laughs> and it's like, that's not actually, that's not the case at all. He did some great things for our mm-hmm. business, but he just spent so long. And to be honest, I don't really take umbrage with what Vince Rousseau did in WWF at all. Like, I think overall he did a really good job. It's yeah. then when he goes to WCW and you think most of that was trash. I'm sorry, but it was. And the well, the ratings prove it. They were bleeding money. No, 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 no. When he got seven million dollars lost in two thousand. JL said it. Uh, JL said it on Anderson. Said, again, this is supposed to be about news in general. I just asked one question, <laughs> but what I'm going to end it with, and I'll go back to you. JL said it. Uh, Bill Goldberg said it. Um, on Anderson said it. The company was going down already. It's not like Vince Russo just killed it. Goldberg it was, it was... has gone on record many times as saying that everything Vince Russo did smelt like shit. And yet Vince Russo got, got him a bigger pay, a bigger pay there. So yeah, good for him. Did he though? Like, he did. He did. Wasn't Goldberg on big money regardless? Before he was on big money, but again, I'm, I'm only going by what Vince Russo was saying in his podcast. He got him an extra 1.4 million. Like it's not literally. It's not like everything he did in WCW was trash, but I can guarantee if you look at, if we said, right, we're going to do a full omnibus of everything Vince Rousseau has done from the start to the finish, and we do, yeah, if we got 20 hours available, (laughs) yeah, sure. Like, you know, I I would love to have Vince Rousseau on and say, right, I want to sit down and I want to run through every single thing you've done. 
And I, I will be happy to say that was fucking great. What you've done with us, that was fucking cool. What you've done with The Rock was amazing. What you've done with The Untake, some of the stuff you have. And one of the comments that always stays with me from him is during that Monday Night Wars documentary when he said, I would like to take credit not for their roles as stars, because at the end of the day, they still got to go out there and present themselves as stars. He says, I like to think that I gave them good material to work with each and every week. And that is, ironically enough for me, the thing that he should lean his legacy on more is that because that is something that he did do really fucking well is provide mm-hmm. so many guys like them and also a lot of the undercard guys like Val Venus and Rikishi and you know Golly. Albert and Tess like they were given something better than maybe they would have got without Vince Rousseau being there at that time that's never been in question for me so if Vince Rousseau comes up to me and says I hear you fucking hate me no I don't hate you, but I hate the work that you, for instance, his stuff in TNA was trash. Pure trash. <clears throat> People were chanting fire Rousseau in the impact zone. <laughs> they, come on. But nobody's saying that Vince Rousseau is exclusively the only person who's written shit. Let's not forget, we had the necrophilia angle long after it oh, got WWE. Like that was- Literally, I was going to say that, but I thought... And Vince, me- uh, Vince McMahon's like, oh, yeah, but it's funny, pal. It's like, no, it isn't. It's fucking <laughs> no. terrible, Vince. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he's not... You can't blame Vince Rousseau for everything, but you can blame him for the stuff he did wrong. Because if we're going to hold everyone else to that accountability and say that was shit, like if Ferrari brought him in, that was fucking trash, by the way. That was awful. And it was offensive as well. And it was just disrespectful in a time where it was like, we're starting to become more sensitive to people's ideals and physical ailments. He's on commentary mocking someone with Bell's palsy. And Vince Rousseau's the guy who signed off on that. So he needs to be held accountable for that. We're not saying that alone is why you're a piece of shit. But what mm. we're saying is you need to be held accountable for that. And you need to be That's able to stick true. your neck out and apologize for that. I've never heard Vince Russo once say that was a mistake. You know what he has said? Mm-hmm. He said that when he was backstage in WBF, Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon, Joe Bresco used to mock him all the time. And he said, have like, he's so basically what you're saying is it's okay to. No, no, no. no. Just because, like, you see, that's what I mean. Like, no, I'm saying, me, me, I'm saying it's not good. I'm, me personally, Gable, saying it's not good. I think Vince, I think Russo justifies by saying, because McMahon did it, Briscoe and Pritchard did it. It's fine. I'm like, no, you shouldn't do it in full. You shouldn't do it full stop. That's me personally. Mm. But like, he said, you know, Vince Rousseau, as an adult, you know better than to be like, yeah, we don't like the fact that he was bullied and abused. Like, I, from what I can tell, Jim Cornette made his life hell. Ooh, he did. Yeah. Like, and there's, there's no denying it. Jim Cornette <laughs> will make that very, 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 very clear on his podcast several occasions. And I love Jim Cornette. I do. I think he's done overwhelmingly. Far more for the business than he has hurt it. But even he's made bad mistakes. He's done stupid booking. I've seen some shit that he's done in Ring of Honor, which I'm like, Jesus, that's terrible. You know, but it is that thing of the difficulty is you to really break that down and say, did he do well for the company or did he not? Or did he have a good career or did he not? You've got to sit down and go through everything, not just cherry pick the things that we don't like. True. Because I could say three stages of hell was crap or the free TK, should I say, from WCW (laughs) was crap. Therefore, fuck it. Vince Rousseau's a twat, but it's then it's like, well, what about all the stuff he did that was really good? Providing great material for Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. You got to balance it and then say, overall, for instance, with all of us, all three of us, when we call it a day in British wrestling, we want to be able to look back and know that the overwhelming majority of what we did benefited our business. And that's what we have to look at with Vince Rousseau. Has the overwhelming impact that you've given our business been positive? compared to some of the shit that you've done. And the problem is that he just seemed to be relentlessly tainting his own career year after year on the back end and making it worse and worse. And that's what people remember, don't they? They remember what you did last, which is a shame. Yeah. But, you know, perception is reality. 
Also, something about AEW on a list. <laughs> I swear we were talking about that at some point. It was, it was. But yeah, no, the bottom line is, for me, with the AEW list, um, I, I think it's a joke that it's taken four years to point out to people that they shouldn't be trying to spite themselves on their heads and die. Like, that should have kind of been from the get-go. How, you know what? I'm going to ask a question. Dante, is it Dante Martin? That's the name of it. Is it Dante Martin? Is his well, name? the guy who fucked his leg really badly. Yeah. Like... What's the official timeline that he's out for now? What's the official timeline? We don't know. No idea, but you would assume it would be months and months to rehab something of that nature. All because of one decision. What, did he take like, a Canadian destroyer for a yep. table to the outside? Like, what are you doing? By the way, don't get me started on QT Marshall going over Pentagon Junior. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> who yeah. wrote that? But like Pentagon is literally royalty in Mexico. I'll tell you what, we'll bring in an onion with a haircut and have him go over him. Maybe Conan. You know, Conan's he, he's big over there. So. Well, did you know what Conan like is like? He seems to get away with a lot, but he's done. Oh yeah, shit. a lot of shit. And like, if we're gonna hold Vince Russo for his accountability, Anton, go on. You remember? You remember? You remember? You obviously I was talking big about Conan, and you kept showing me all these old AAA stuff and saying, "Gable, you see, you see how good he is." Remember? And basically, he was like, he was burying Conan. Come on, come on, but that, that's not what Aaron's trying to. Aaron's saying he needs to be held accountable, so I was holding him accountable. What's your problem? Go on, go on. You say, no, like, you're not a fan of Conan. No, I, I did like, I did Anton like, basically saying that he's booking in triple A was no good. No, I didn't. That, no, yeah, I, did. I, I wasn't talking about he's booking in triple A because I don't know anything about he's booking in triple A. I was saying about how he was one of the early ones who did a lot of like really big advanced moves, but he just literally just plodded through like I'm doing that move now that move like they're really good moves and at the time when I was watching it I used to think that oh like, what's all these moves he's doing but you watch him it's like there was no conviction to him putting the moves on and I was showing you some video of that and you're like oh okay you've ruined him for me now because you agreed with it so I don't know what you I don't know what you're linking that to book it for Oh, he's gone quiet now. Eh? Oh, no, no, not that. What, what Anton that, finally bites. No, 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 no. What I said is that I appreciate Conan's work. I'm saying as a booker, again, he has done, I think, again, from the the, the bits that I do know about AAA and everything, he has done good for them. But at the same time, didn't he bring, was it uh, Mark, again, is it Marco, uh, Mark Collion or is it Mark Ginger? And again, make, tried to make him something over there. He brought Remus Taylor back over there, tried to make him something over there. Big show. Few other guys as well. Try to make some over there, but you know, yeah. Fair enough. Shall we move on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, any on uh, the list, Anton. Anything else you want to add? Go on, sheep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I mean, like you say, there's that stuff. That's, <laughs> it is. It is. If if this is the first time they've come up up with something like that, it has taken a while, but I suppose better late than never. That's the only thing. I I, I mean, it it is. It is a good thing to have the protocols. Oh, yeah. And you'd like to think there was some, at least some sort of guidance, like with some of the guys that, that we've mentioned there. But yeah, I mean, as you say, at least, at least if that they're taking that sort of initiative now, let's, yeah, let's, I guess, let's see if it does make a, if we notice there's any sort of like real noticeable changes yeah. going forward. But yeah, it's not, it's not a bad idea to have, uh, have protocols. Well, here's something to get you uh, debating about. Sean Spears of AEW believes that he has the best entrance in professional wrestling. Um, entrances are a crucial part of the professional wrestling industry, setting the time for a character. Uh, AEW Sean Spears believes that he has the best entrance in the business. Tell me a better entrance in the game today, Spears challenged on Twitter. Don't worry, I'll wait, play it loud. 
Any credibility, do you think, to uh, Sean Spears' claim that he has the best entrance in professional wrestling right now? I can't think of his entrance. I remember that when he was tied ten, in. Ten, ten. What, what, okay, what, yeah. does, what does he... What, I'm, not, I'm not being in, in a... He comes out of smoke. He's got cool gear. No denying mm. it looks cool. Aesthetically yeah. very pleasing for TV. But, you know, again, looks like... It, for me, it just looks like he's trying to wind up the internet more than anything. Probably is, yeah. And I mean, and, mm. he, and he's right in a sense. Because he's like, a mark. <laughs> I think an entrance is a big... And when you think about it, there's not that many sort of distinctive ones. No. Now, I mean, you, you had Goldberg before, like, you know... What about he, Seth Rollins? But his main oh. thing is it's the noise, isn't it? It's just the singing along. Same with Cody. Stupid. <laughs> like, before, you know, like, yeah, obviously, you had Undertaker as a real significant oh, yeah. one who's now, re- like, retired. Um, I mean, so Bray Wyatt, who's who's off TV at the moment. Mm. So, I was, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say like one that leaps out to me right now is like, oh, that's still a very distinctive entrance. Like I say, it's like so it, main thing seems to be now is like Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes have got the the sing along part, whereas you know, like where people sing along with their music, that's kind of what constitutes. The, but there's nothing elaborate about the way no. they come out or like the the setting they've got. The last one to really have that that leaps out to me would be like yeah, because even like Roman Reigns. He's coming through the crowd, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's just the music, which is cool. You know, like in a way he just comes out with his... But again, there's nothing sort of production-wise. It no. doesn't mean it's a bad entrance. It's just not production-wise, so... I think a lot of it's bland, personally. I think a lot of entrance today... Yeah, I mean, it would, be, nothing, it would be good nothing, to have. Nothing spicy about it. Nothing really spicy. the greatest got... entrance of all time. Oof. See, I'm not going to say Undertaker, because I used, <laughs> I used to hate... Uh, some of his entrances, but I used, to, I used to... Back in the day, I used to think his entrance, like, why was this greatest entrance? Like, it was almost like a black screen. Yeah. For most of the time, like you used to watch it, it's like it's a black screen. I <laughs> like it when he floated to the ring at WrestleMania on the little, and they had all the That's smoke. what I mean. Sometimes, oh, yeah, it, yeah and, and it does create an atmosphere. I've got a, a greater appreciation for it, sort of. It, Do we yeah. isolate entrances as well? Because as a one-time deal, I can't get over how good Rusev with a Russian tank was and all. Yeah, that I think, but yeah, like I said, they're ex- that they're, was fucking gangster. That yeah. was, yeah, but that's more like a WrestleMania type thing, isn't it? Like you get. You get John Cena with his army of like Cena's and stuff. Oh, like that's, that. Like, that, that, that was no, danger, but, man. That was danger. That, that danger. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that, that's that's like their exception. That's not the the like Goldberg's entrance was oh, a, Goldberg, yeah. a regular thing and distinctive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. obviously Shawn Michaels used to do his sort of like yeah you know, <laughs> dance to the <laughs> ring. You get that. You get. You know what? I hate that between you and Sean. You know what? You know what? I'm a big grown up. I love Brett. I love Brett growing up. So I hate Shawn Michaels, but. It was that thing, basically, again, I'm showing my age now, being back in school and everything. I used to say Shawn Michaels, again, forgive me, I was much younger people. I'd say, he's a, can I say it here or do I have to be uh, careful what I say here? No, you can say whatever you like. Basically, when I was a kid, I'd say he was gay. Like, you know, which man, which which man's man walks around basically in this. He played uh, on that as well, didn't he? Yeah, this YMCA cowboy all shuttling around. I'm thinking I'm cute, all the sexy, he does that. Remember when he was simulating, like you know, sucking cock, for instance. Yeah, I'm... like he would play up to it. Like <laughs> yeah. he knew that people saw him with gay. Like, but that then again, that's one. For instance, like for me, Goldust has one of the most underrated overall entrances ever. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It was so edgy. It was so different. I love mm-hmm. the whole idea of stage and screen, the Golden Globes, and oh, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Like you know, the way he came out, the music, the tone, the mm-hmm. overtly sexual nature of what he was doing was so like you know, revolutionary for the time. I know that, you know, obviously people like Adrian Street had really mm. kind of lent themselves to it far more. And that's something that obviously modern day wrestling fans aren't even going to know about, which is a shame because without yeah. that, you don't get gold dust really. No. But at the same time, it's like, 
you know, Sean's bit, does he have the best entrance in the game right now? All right, you've got all the bells and whistles and the smoke and the play it now and the chairman and the perfect 10 stuff. And that's relatively entertaining. But, you know, it's again, it's subjective as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what goes into an entrance, what goes into the music? You know, people don't like, for instance, Gabe doesn't like Seth Rollins, but that entrance seems to resonate. It really is going. They love it. You know, the music works for him. I think a lot of it as well, it's like, it's no disrespect, but it's it's your. Some people don't need to to have the elaborate entrance because they're so over, they're so. But yeah, like Steve Austin just coming yeah. out of that glass break and just marching to the ring. Yeah, like he's the BMF. Cody's entrance like... is a little bit like that. It's very simple. Mm. The smoke, bang, yeah. and he just does the war, and it's, and it's the pop. Goes mad. Yeah, but it's, the pop. it's so simple, but it's so effective because it doesn't need to be anything more. Sometimes your entrance yeah. does. I, you know I think what? that's Maybe the thing. Sean Spears. Maybe mm. Sean Spears needs all the bells and whistles because he's quite mundane. Maybe that's. I think that's why he doesn't sort of stand out to me. Yeah, and again, I'm not trying to be horrible to him, be be bitchy, but it's like there's no that I can't even think of what he. I know who he is, and I can't really think of picture his entrance. (laughs) Whereas, yeah, like I get like the Road Warriors just coming out, just like it's an aura. The way they just come out with that music and they're just coming, you know, the shoulder pads and just barging through. So it's it's the aura. Yeah, I love seeing submissions. Yeah. Yeah. The music yeah. makes that. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, so he probably wouldn't need that if, like, if he if he had that aura about him, if he had that level, like, felt like a, a major player. So yeah, maybe mm. it, maybe it'll come. But at the moment, it's more entrance than like okay, more entrance, entrance than personality. It. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really make a big deal. It hasn't made him the megastar. We've Austin, we've Rock, we've Undertaker, Mankind who had a great mm. entrance. Um, you know, all of these guys. It, it was ostensibly more about the personality yeah. blending with the yeah. entrance. Whereas with Sean, um, with Sean Spears, excuse me, it's just an entrance. Where's your personality? Where's, you know, okay, you say perfect 10, great, whatever. Like the Ty Dillinger thing, died a death as soon as he got on the main roster because all of a sudden it was just a guy saying 10, 10, 10. That was it. That was all it was. And you know what? The really unpopular opinion is you can make the argument for Daniel Bryan is he is over if he goes yes. Like his wrestling is incredible. Some of the best technical wrestling the world has ever seen. But is he ostensibly a strong personality in wrestling as an actual wrestler, kayfabe? Not really. Not in my opinion. Yeah. Go on, Anton. I, I, I know you're thinking. I know you're probably mm. thinking he's fifty-fifty in it. I know he's possible. I mean, that is that is such a strong part of his like. That but his gimmick sort. is that he's not a personality as such. He's not yeah. a larger-than-life, colorful guy. His personality is built within his wrestling. But he's got that. Like, so sort of, I'll yeah. wrestle everybody. Yeah, and he's got that appreciation from people that it's like you still feel like he is a big deal. Because I think even when he hasn't really played into the yes, yes stuff. He's got the way he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. Well, because there was even that point just before he went to AEW where he, like, once they they just wanted to slot him back into a few, like, contending for the title with Roman Reigns, it's like you straight away take him. No. He, belong, he belongs in that role. I did. Like, I feel like even though he, he'd been losing, like, the, he could lose to Cesaro and things like that. It's like they did downplay him, but as soon as they want to plug him back in, well, he's guilty believe, of his own. Him. He's guilty of his own kind of humble nature as well, isn't he? Because mm. he was the guy who would happily. A lot of guys would say, "No, I'm not going to go out there and job to Cesaro. I'm not going to go on and put on a 20 minute clip." Whereas Danny Bryan was the guy mm. who would be like, "Yeah, I'll go out there and wrestle fucking anyone and have a well, great." Yeah. And he did do. It. I mean, even that the feud he just had with MJF, though, like it that yeah. felt like a big deal, you know. Like, and so, as soon as you plug him back in, you've had him losing like in in AEW. Like, obviously, he came in as a contender for the title. Then he kind of, like, he's not, he's just, like, sort of middle ground. But as soon as they want to plug him back, he's a contender for the title. You accept him and you're into him. You know, like, and that that was a good contrast to him and MJF. So, to me, it's like he's, I think he, maybe it is, like, you know, and that's that's not, he doesn't really play on the yes chance now, does he? Like, in AEW, he hasn't really played up to him. So, 
yeah, he still does feel like a like to me. I still feel like he fits in that role as like he's he's a somebody. Like he ha- he still feels like a player when they want to plug him into that role. Otherwise, he's yeah, he's just a wrestler at times, and then want to plug him into something. It's like you you take him as a big deal. That's how I perceive him. Uh, anyone see Don Catliff being attacked by a fan this weekend? I did. Yeah, well, it wasn't yeah. a fan though, was it? I think it turned out it was actually it was a wrestler, isn't it? It was Curie. Was it oh, was it so I, when, yeah, when I watched the video, it looked like the guy after he's grabbed him, all of a sudden he's like leading him up. And I thought, is that a fact? It was, yeah, apparently the security wasn't clued into what's so, going on. This is the latest article on it. It's just, uh, obviously, it was a Triple Mania, uh, Triple AR's Triple Mania 31, Tijuana event, the Tijuana event. Saw Kenny Omega and Don Callis continue your ongoing feud. At the post-show press conference, Callis, Callis's protege, uh, Kanosuke take a shitter as uh MJF <laughs> likes to say <laughs> Esther is his name bless him i mean to be fair it's spelt like that bro you're gonna have to suck it up uh attack the AEW star to continue their rivalry callus was present at the time too and one fan saw it as an opportunity to attack the heel manager the incident doesn't appear to be a work according to brian alvarez of the wrestling observer newsletter that out of a pinch of salt uh, who was present when it all went down, and he detailed, detailed the events. Excuse me. Uh, the journalists claimed that the attack took place while security was breaking up the exchange between Takeshita and Omega, and the attacker legitimately hurt Callis. Everything was an angle up to that point, but then a fan who was apparently upset about what Don had said to Kenny jumped on from behind, ripped his suit, concussed his eardrum, and busted open his mouth while he was trying to choke out Don from behind. Alvarez said Don was screaming profanities at the fan before he was pulled off and was said to be livid afterwards. But hasn't it turned out that it was actually a security? It wasn't a fan. It was security, like, that weren't clued in. He was... Essentially, sort of t- I haven't seen... I, I did, yeah, I, I think that's what it turned out to be. It wasn't a fan. That's what they assumed, but it was actually, like, the security... A guy, overzealous security guy, took him down, <laughs> thinking that he probably, like, invaded the press conference, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he clued it, oh, damn. <laughs> like, I think I think that that's what I, I like a follow up report that I I saw and when you watch the video it does look like that yeah. because he's the guy is holding on the floor and all of a sudden they just yeah. get up and the and the guy who attacked him is walking with him mm. so I think it's a security guy that didn't realize that it was that was supposed to happen somebody is he, uh, he's doing his job yeah like yeah. taking him down and yeah, actually, bust, actually, busting his oh, face no, he shouldn't have done yeah, yeah I mean but uh, again yeah I mean obviously he's not a very good security guy <laughs> he's well, not very good at just something Conan Conan again it Conan you know our, our buddy Conan. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing but, is, no, but it's no, not no, good. Yeah, it's not good that he obviously, yeah, he, he can, yeah, he did concuss him, didn't he? And I think, I think that for me, it's two sides. Again, uh, I was going to say, Aaron. One thing I've always talked about with Anton, I said, I want the kind of heat where, like, all the used to say that a crowd that the crowd hates you so much they want to stab you. Don't stab me, <laughs> but come close to me. <laughs> if you, again, if you want to try, try, but I'll take you out. But <laughs> no, you stop it. Don't forget, I tag <laughs> with you. <laughs> we're going to ask you we're going to ask you so don't worry <laughs> but you know I want to get I want to get so much heat that you guys are saying you know what I want to nerf kill this guy but at the same time security come defend do whatever but at the same time again if it was England for sure that security guy would be fired there is absolutely no way the security guy could bust up again mm. even a member from, from the public you couldn't bust his face up uh, stern him anything, that sort of thing and get away with it no way but again, obviously, he's in Mexico. Yeah, I do, I do like Mexico, but at the same Mexico time... Mexico is a little bit more of a wild kind of territory. Yeah. It still yeah. has a little bit more of that. 
where mm. fans still will believe that it's real, you know, like to a point. Puerto Rico obviously is one of the most famous for it with the amount of stabbings and fucking just horrible things happening in car parks with wrestlers and even wrestlers themselves murdering each other backstage, sadly, with mm. Bruiser Brody and things like that. That's it's pretty grim. Um yeah, I the thing the problem is I don't know whether it is a work or not, so I can't really comment on it as much. Like Brian Alvarez says this, you know, that this fan, but then there might have been more evidence that's come out and they're like, Yeah, we planted the guy or whatever. Probably right? did. To be fair, they probably did. No, no one did, they probably did know it. So but yeah, as I said, when, when I saw it, I, I kinda laughed because I thought I knew it was coming. I thought one day there's some fool that's gonna get him one way or another. So yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It is what it is. Um, but to be fair, I'm surprised it wasn't Kenny. I'm surprised because obviously, you know, this whole AEW, um, CM Punk and the Elite and everybody else. I'm surprised one of Cornets, as a Cornet fan, but um, CM Punk's fans didn't come out and just. Would have been a perfect know. time for CM Punk to attack him, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jump him, throw a dog at him. Brilliant, man. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, in sad news, unfortunately, Elton Prince uh, has a separated shoulder and uh, unfortunately will be out for a number of months. Uh, part of obviously pretty deadly i imagine you two know the guy mm. relatively well you've probably worked yeah. on shows with him haven't you yeah mm. yeah a couple of shows with lewis more more so with uh with kit wilson because he was semi yeah. smooth but we did yeah we did work yeah. shows with lewis as well we did damn how, how did he do that uh during his match i believe um to say he, he tweeted out he said so to set people straight before they get all pissy it wasn't the belly to belly it was a wonky landing from the pounce out of my control uh, wishing Elton Prince a speedy recovery. That was actually tweeted by um, Rich Holland, who, of course, already has a bit of heat on him, doesn't he, because of what happened with Big E and the mm. neck breaking. You know, mm. so unfortunately, Rich Holland kind of has the uh, unfortunate reputation of being known as the male Nia Jax. What do you think of him? I, I think he's actually got a lot of upside. Okay. Uh, he, lo- he looks good. You know, mm. he's obviously worked very hard. He's big. Unit, mm-hmm. uh, not good on the mic, I would say. Not fantastic. Like, I, I don't know if you saw the Hollywood uh, promos they were doing to kind of hype uh, WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but the one he did where he was having his chest wax was very amusing, I thought. Like, it was quite <laughs> funny. Like, very British, though. It was very British. Oh, yeah. and I felt like Americans wouldn't get it. They probably just <laughs> thought it was gay, whereas the British, like, we're, we're a bit more camping. We, you know, we love, like, carry on camping and all that kind of stuff, and it lent itself to that, the Monty Python more kind of style of humour. But... Yeah, like he, I think he's in the right role. You know, I, I don't think he's got much more upside than that. Um, you know, maybe sort of like he could, you know, partake in a money in the bank or something like that. But I don't mm. see him winning a major belt. I think his biggest upside would probably be as a tag team champion for the Braun and Brooks. That would probably mm. be the most I'd see out of him. But then again, he was also what? He was a professional uh, rugby league player, wasn't yeah. he? So, yeah, he was. You know, like, yeah. that's, I think that's still pretty cool that you're able to transition and do a stuff. Mm. And mm. to be fair, he has been... I will say one thing. He was magnificent in war games. If anyone saw the war games match that he was in, that was his best performance by far. He was brilliant in that. He really played that role of the destroyer who kind of you know, had his placeholder until the big guns came at the end. He did really well in that match and deserved a lot of credit for it. So I actually think he's got a good upside. I think he's, he's obviously seems like a lovely guy, um, you know, so I, I feel bad for him because mm. it's that thing of, I'm sure, you know, he didn't want Big E to break his neck. Like, obviously not. Like, these things, sadly, these things happen. We saw what happened to D'Lo Brown, obviously, with Droz, yeah. who's had a uh, away recently and stuff. Like, it can really have an effect on you. And I think fans need to remember that, Yes, it is disappointing when these things happen, but these wrestlers don't actively go out nah. 
the you know the idea of injuring these people mm. permanently or giving them severe injuries in mind shit does happen a lot in our business you know yeah. like freak accidents i've seen so many wrestlers tear an acl or break a bone offer something as mundane as like just taking a standard bump or a clothesline you know mm. something can happen at any point nadia sapphire who obviously i'm very close to like she tore her acl and ruined her knee and i asked her oh how'd you do that she went oh i was sat on the second rope and i just jumped off it and landed funny Oof. that was it like and that was it and that cost her ostensibly about two or three years of her career like, just from that like yeah you know anything can happen at any point so ridge holland isn't actively going out to injure people I'm not saying it's no. good and obviously you need to be very careful with these moves and again it's why you're taking like a belly to belly suplex on the outside it, again you know aw is not the only one that does this no. stupid shit it's just that unfortunately <laughs> they have a higher frequency of it so it's disappointing but obviously we wish uh um uh, Elton Prince obviously well and hopefully he'll mm. obviously come back stronger because I felt like Pretty Deadly I disagree with Jim Cornette which is rare for me Um, I think Pretty Deadly are fantastic for the main roster I think they add a little bit of pomp and circumstance and I think having a you know he was saying like um, oh they're camp and they're too gay and all this and not manning enough and I'm like rock and roll express bro come on like <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, sorry, but like there are like some teams make it work. The Rock yeah. is exactly the most masculine fucking performers I ever saw. Um, there's a number of people, and again, we look back at guys like Adrian Street and Goldust, who made an entire career off of being overtly camp and uniquely sexual and different. And I think it's just one of those things where a lot of people don't get it because they're trying to be extremely masculine. And yeah, then you true. see pretty deadly and it's like they don't actually have to be over the top masculine. Also, their work rate is great. They have world oh, yeah. matches. Yeah. And that's not just us speaking from, you know, I've been lucky enough to be, you know, in like ring crew for shows that they've been on before, before they made it big. And, you know, they're a joy to be around, but they worked yeah. extremely hard, extremely, extremely hard. And I felt like WWE needed something different in the tag team division. This was perfect for it. And unfortunately, with that injury, that's derailed that. So fingers yeah, crossed when he does come back, they can build up a body of work and show people mm. what they can do because they deserve mm. that opportunity, if nothing else. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that's obviously unfortunate news. Right, so what we normally tend to do on the State of Wrestling Address is I have a list every single week. <clears throat> and what we do is I ask everyone to kind of pitch in and each list is unique every single week. So this week, the list is pro wrestlers that hate each other in real life. And I want you to tell me whether the heat is frankly justified or if maybe it's a little bit overblown and both men should just grow the fuck up. <laughs> that is something as simple as that. And then just generally sort of give us your opinion on the list. Now, this list is provided by Wrestling Inc. It's not provided by me. Um, so this is a list of wrestlers that have heat with each other. And I want you to kind of just give your context and opinion on it. And we start with Brett the Hitman Hart and Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, oh Starcade '99 is where it all goes through. Um, you know, there's obviously the stiff kick, which led to you know potentially Bret Hart having a stroke. Um, you know, different things are involved here. There's a lot of heat and stuff like that. Uh, do you feel that at this point, you know, anybody's at fault for this, or maybe this, or do you think it's even justified being on this list as one of the big one-on-one -on -one rivalries in terms of real heat? I'll go first. Fine enough, me and I just spoke about this the other day, man. Mm, speaking of, yeah. Know. And again, anybody knows me, Brett's my guy. Brett's always been my guy from day one, Brett, then it's vicious. But yes, Goldberg was wrong. But at the same time, it sounds stupid, but he didn't mean to. He's like a kid. He didn't mean to do it. 
And yes, we know that the kick gave Brett a concussion. But at the same time, as Anton said before, when I spoke to him, what did Brett do afterwards? He was still coming out natural. He was still doing chair shots from Terry Funk and from, um, who was that? I think it was... The problem uh, of Nash. And stuff that's like it. That. He was still doing loads of things afterwards. Didn't get himself physically checked out. And he even said his book, which I've got, is old. Look at it. It's, it's a book that I've had for years. <laughs> I'm telling you, even his old book, he said that he didn't, he didn't really go to the doctor until like, like three or four weeks after it even happened. Mm. Again, I can understand that. Okay, yes, he's thinking the kick happened, and then what, two or three years down the line, bam, I had a stroke, and my life's never been the same since. I get that. And again, it's, it's weird because I'm a Brett guy. But at the same time, Goldberg didn't need to do it. He apologized profusely, even to this day. He's like, look, I'm sorry. You know, it's, it, I didn't mean it. You know, he's done it in interviews and everything. But even Goldberg said, what more can I do? Mm-hmm. What more can I do? And the thing is, Goldberg saying, I don't hate you. It's more you hate me, but I don't hate you. So personally, I'll say, I understand why Brett dislikes him and hates him and wants to remove from the Hall of Fame, which is stupid in itself. But at the same time, it's like, Brett, I love you, man, but this just... Let it go, innit? Yeah. Let it yeah. Go. yeah. Yeah. I think that... You've had a stroke. To me, but again, from myself and again, we've all had illnesses. We've all had illnesses. You know, we we clear up and everything. But the thing is, he had the stroke, and through the stroke, even he said it did change his life. It did change his perspective. I'm not saying you need to go for a stroke to change your perspective and everything, but uh, it's that thing where I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know, Aaron. I'm trying to think of the word for it. Where the stroke wasn't good. But at the same time, I don't know. I admit, I'm kind of stuck on that last bit because I, I don't want to say an illness will make you a better person. But from what Brett's saying is that his perspective on life and how he treats people, how he even deals with his family and everything for the better happened because of the, because of the strokes. Um, maybe he's in a generally he's in a good yeah. place, isn't he? I yeah. mean, that's, that's the thing where it's, yeah, it's not, um, I mean, it's, it's a real sad thing. I think that's one probably going to be one of the hardest things for him is to come to terms with the fact that he had to stop wrestling. Yeah. And he had to give that up. And even to this point when he came back, like about 10 years ago, it's like he couldn't go like he, you yeah, know, like he would have been out, would have been able to go even like, you know, like Ricky Steamboat came back. What about the playoff? With Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, I don't know about you, Gabe, but like, it's like Bret Hart is my guy as well. Bret Hart yeah. is literally the reason I love wrestling. He's my Same. favorite of all time. I have literally all things Bret Hart. I even like have a fucking leather jacket I wear to the ring, which is kind of in homage of him in that respect. And like, you know, I I really do feel like, you know, Brett needs to kind of get over it with that. Like, yeah. just, I think I think there was also a point. I'm not sure was like on one of the documentaries or something like that. There was a time where Brett was talking about it, and he was saying about like obviously you know like that, and he was quite sort. I think it might have been on his documentary, the best you know when WWE produced yeah. one, like his video set, his DVD set. Yeah. And he was saying it's just, it's a shame that it's, it was somebody as like good hearted as Bill. Yeah. Did it to him, so it was almost like he kind of like you know like he don't he didn't hate Bill Goldberg for it. It was kind of like. But obviously, yeah, it's like that somber. Whereas now it feels like he's kind of taken more of an issue with and saying about he should never have been. I think I think that's that's the thing. It's like WWE needed to have looked after him better, and perhaps it wouldn't have led to him having to quit completely and wouldn't have had the stroke. Wasn't Vince Russo in charge at that point? 
<laughs> I think he was on leave. Let's let's give him credit. He was on leave. <laughs> well, didn't he have his own concussion or something at that time? He was on oh, leave. Vince Russo definitely had a concussion. No, no, he, 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 he was around. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, he was wasn't around. It? Actually, no, because he, 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 he was around. It was around. his idea to. Was. Wasn't it? it? Was his idea for Tank Abbott to win the title? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, so, no, so Vince was around that? at that time. He was around what at that, that time. He was. He was. I admit. I admit. He it was. He was on duty. But, but yeah, to be fair, I, I, Tank Abbott was a big deal in UFC at the time. So yeah, no, no, no question. Yeah, yeah he was also yeah. in Friends, mate. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. I like, to, you know, I, I do feel like it's, it's a shame that Brett can't, you know, that he still has that sort of feeling towards him and and that sort of venom because a lot of people sort of crap on Goldberg, but at the same a lot time, meltdowns hasn't he, Brett, over the last couple of years? Over I think sometimes he gets quite vocal, like like Hulk Hogan, yeah. especially like he's oh, really yeah. sort of. Ramped up, he's sort of dislikes the four him. out of ten thing, isn't there? That everyone, yeah, where he sort of yeah. mentions that, and, it's and like, he brings up a lot about the. I um, don't want his legacy to be that remembered as no, the man no. who whinged at the clouds because literally he was at one point the greatest professional wrestler mm. in the world, mm. like yeah. not even close, and he gave so much to this business and all that, and it's like. I just don't. I'm worried that I, modern fans are gonna ha- ha- just have one thing in mind, and his legacy is that he's the which, yeah. guy on Twitter, which yeah. would be a massive shame. Because yeah, like yeah. you say, he, sh- he should be sort of held in reverence, like for and you know certain people do. But you know I what I think? Though, the... I know, and I, I know, I know you guys may agree with me. Bill, as in Bill Goldberg, came WWE, WWE what 2003 he had that terrible run, and I think what it was because he came back. And had such a big response when he came back. When he when he beat Lesnar, was it two two times? What it was two times? Won the belt from Kevin Owens. Had that big moment WrestleMania. Maybe Brett looks at it and is like, you know what? That should be me. Or that yeah. could have been me. That could have been I, me with Kurt Angle. I think a lot of his yeah, Maybe a lot of his dislike, like and his, his criticism stuff, probably does stem from a little bit like inside yeah. him. It's like it's taken away from him. You know, and look, it meant it, his career meant so much to him. Like in his actual yeah. like his art form. That I think yeah, that probably bothers him a lot. Think about it. We never again. I would have loved to see Brett versus Kurt Angle, mm, or yeah, Brett versus actually, even Brock. Yeah, Please. yeah. I mean, that, that's that's one of the saddest things as well. Is I think because we probably would have got that because it was only like about three years after yeah. that when when like Angle and Lesnar were at their yeah like they'd hit the prominence in in WWE. WWE. So mm-hmm. you can imagine he probably would have come back. We would have got a Lesnar. Brett. Yeah, you can imagine. I mean, that even Lesnar of, of then. Yeah. What we were sort of like robbed of, and and Kurt Angle, like those, you know, they would have been absolute classics. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I will briefly brush over this list because I wasn't expecting to have a twenty minutes so oh, about Goldberg. <laughs> <Brown. laughs> um, that's all right. Um, you know, you know us by now. That's all right. Uh, no, that's fair enough. Hey, more content, the better. Uh, CM Punk and Ryback is on this list. I don't know if anyone remembers the issues mm-hmm. with CM Punk having a whinge on his podcast with Gold Gabbana when he obviously left WWE and finally. Uh, spoke up he said uh i'm already beat up and i have to wrestle steroid guy i call it like it is he's very hurty sometimes deliberate there was one time he kicked me in the stomach as hard as he could and he broke my ribs right at the tail end and i never got an apology for that do you think uh cm punk has a right to be enraged with ryback and do we think the ryback was a bit of a shit steroid worker <laughs> personally i'll say and forgive my language cm punk you're a pussy mate Who's I call you a pussy? I'm saying, listen, you said it on your, you said it on his pod, uh, Colt podcast and everything. You were there with the guy. If the guy kicked your ribs and broke your ribs, as you want to say, yo, Ryback, what's up? What are you doing? You kicked your ribs and everything. What's, what's wrong with you? 
Didn't he say that he like on that podcast though? Didn't he said well, yeah, you know, CM Punk's word that he said that he said, "I, I, are you like intentional or are you just like an idiot or something like that?" Or you just like, and he said that Ryback said, "I'm a like I'm an idiot or something like that." You believe I'm, that? I, no, I'm, I, I'm saying I, that. I so, so from his viewpoint, yeah. from what he put across, is he did sort of confront him on it backstage, and and it's almost like Ryback sort of took it. That's that's his version of it. That Ryback sort of like backed down and said, "Yeah, like didn't take, didn't say, yeah, I did it. So what?" No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Oh, yeah. Robert should say, okay, yeah, I did it. So what? But more, okay, apology, blah, 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 whatever. But it's like... So, I, and by that... Yeah, your business. I mean, by that... T- huh? that? Handle your business. Like, yeah. Said, like, fucking yeah. deal with it. Deal, deal with it in a moment. Don't wait a couple of years then go yeah. on a podcast and cry like a little baby back bitch about it. And again, does Robert hate him? From, from what I hear, no. I mean, Robert has put some tweets out having a go at him and basically oh, okay. in the bias, like, in recent memory. Um, Robert took to uh, Twitter... Uh, after Punk announced that he, he had to have surgery uh, in the week which he won the AEW World Championship, Ryback uh, took to Twitter and posted Karma Rules. <laughs> Fair a bit, enough. A bit of a maybe, fucking dig in it. Like, so. Maybe he did do it on purpose. Maybe yeah, he did. Maybe. Both <laughs> as bad as each other. Grow up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hurricane Helms and Shawn Michaels apparently had quite a bit of heat backstage. Uh, Hurricane Helms once tweeted in 2011. Ric Flair got over people that absolutely sucked. Sean hadn't got over anyone but himself in the last decade. Helms replied that um, HBK had harmed his career simply because he could and added that Michaels loved to lie for his own benefit. Although he did say in 2019 there is no longer heat between the two as they both work in the WWE system. Anton, he's your guy. Go on, defend him. Mr. What, Hurricane Helms? No, Sean Michaels. Anton's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Anton, defend him. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? What actually did he say happened between them? What was his reason for? He was a snake. Is it? I mean, if he's just saying he didn't get people over, I mean, no, he was a snake. He was a backstabber. He didn't put over Sean Benjamin. I, I know what you're talking about. He's talking about with the shoot with I think it was with Matt Hardy when he was like half drunk and everything, and uh, Shannon Moore. Hmm. Basically, he was saying like you know, again, I'm a Christian. Again, I'm not perfect. I think, but basically, he's saying like Shawn Michaels walk around a Christian. He's acting perfect, but he's swearing. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's not putting over Sean Benjamin. Kind of horrendous reputation for Michaels. The one that really yeah. stands out to me is when he got Marty Jannetty fired. By mm-hmm. saying, now, Marty Jannetty, to be fair, had his own demons. It was his own problem in yeah. many ways. Mm-hmm. But um, rather famously, the first time Marty Jannetty was fired, he was backstage having a nap in the locker room. Sean Michaels went to Vince McMahon and claimed that he was drunk and passed out when he actually yeah, wasn't. He was that. just having Snitch. a nap. Oh, yeah, I mean, Snitch. yeah. Thing is, a, he, yeah, snitches get snitches here at the WrestleMania. Yeah. He, he definitely was. He, he's first like that time around. Like he was, you, uh, Sean, you're getting a shanking, mate. But is Helm saying talking about stuff like the, the after when he, he came back? back. One of the no, yeah, he's come back. That's Helm. the thing because you can't. Yeah, I mean, obviously, no, no, every, everybody says he was. He was a no. He, and he, he was talking about his comeback that time because mm. even so, so what did he do there? I mean, that's the thing. Like, same thing, like you said. One of the problems is hasn't really said what Shawn Michaels just said he's an asshole. When Mm. it's like, well, at least give us some clarity. Yeah, I think think you can't. Yeah, can't really speak to it unless you know what. Defending Shawn Michaels because he was a little prick, apparently. You know, definitely first, definitely the first time around. Like that's that's widely sort of everybody says that he he's accepted it now. So. Yeah, anything he's done sort of pre... They found God, so he's on your team now, Gabe. <laughs> well, well, again, just because you say you found God, don't... don't but mean, Vince Rousseau, I, I, didn't he? He found God and you accepted him into your clan. Just because you no, say no, no, you no, found no, no. God. No, 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 I get it. I'll put it out there. Just because you say you found God doesn't mean you actually have. Your actions prove it. Again, we're not perfect, but again, you're supposed to live it. It's a bit hard to prove how you found God, though, isn't it? Like... Yeah. People say people say it was, it was never lost. 
I mean, uh, so. plus, in, plus in my book, Jinder Mahal's god. So and we've all found it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's others on this list. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair had quite a bit of spat backstage. Off, Becky. Off. She's jealous. Yeah, like Becky. The one that stands out to me on this, Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart, of course, with what happened. Basically, Hulk Hogan refused to put over Bret Hart. Um, which on. and Hulk Hogan is kind of very much like Shawn Michaels before Shawn Michaels in a lot of ways. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I from a wrestling perspective, I do think Hulk Hogan should have put him over. So I do. He he's his defense is saying that he never agreed that he was going to do it. And Vince McMahon sort of led Brett on, which he shouldn't have fair to play. Agree. I was going to say that should have should... said to Hulk Hogan, yeah. "You're doing the fucking exactly. job." Exactly. I was yeah. going to say you sh- you shouldn't choose your because he would rather film Mister Nanny than put yeah. over Brett Hart. <laughs> I, I feel like he shouldn't. Yeah, he should have wanted. Like he should have been. He knew Bret Hart Brett. was primed and ready. Bret was the guy to go. Yeah, spot as the guy. Yeah, exactly. To do the job, just like he. By the, by the way, I think it's hilarious that he fucked over Randy Savage the way he did. <gasps> the audacity to be the guy who inducted him into the Hall of Fame after he passed mm. away. Yeah. Well, I would not have given for Randy Savage to resurrect himself just for one <laughs> night and drop <laughs> an elbow on that basketball skin prick. <laughs> there. He is, he is, honestly, for me, Hulk Hogan is far worse because when you're in that position, you have all the power and all the star power and everything to make anyone look good and help benefit the business. And actually, through not doing that and tucking your tail between your legs and running off to Hollywood and doing shit movies that nobody cared about, the bottom line is that ultimately you actually damaged the business because then we had that new generation and that was one of the worst yeah. periods yeah. in terms of money yeah. in history that mm-hmm. WWF ever had. It on, honestly almost sunk the company and yeah. that was that was when Nitro yeah. kind of slid in and went, ha-ha, we'll have a slice of that and show you how it's done. And that's what really helped gain momentum because Hulk Hogan was a little bitch for so long, particularly on the back end, politicking yeah. his way to so many different titles that he didn't need. And the fact that WWE actually have gone back and sweetened the audio and stuff to so that you yeah. can't booing him and stuff. Yes. Like, for instance, Sid Vicious, when he gets eliminated in the Rumble. Oh, yeah. That was early. They've they done that from, joke. yeah. They did that, like, from early on, didn't they? Because they wanted to spin. That's before yeah. we get into spin the it. fact that he doesn't even like black people, apparently. Like, like just grow I don't know. He, li- he likes multi-millionaire, billionaire black men to be his daughter. Not the poor ones, like, yeah. he's 90% of the people. Sterling of wrestling is what he is, for anyone who gets that reference. Uh, he's just, he's an absolute threat in the highest order. Will Ospreay and uh, Seth Rollins, do you remember when they had a massive spat on um, Twitter oh. and started having a go at each other? Because Will Ospreay... Seth Rollins started going after Will Ospreay saying that, you know, I don't have to do all the stuff that I do to basically be a star like you do. Um, Will Ospreay clapped back at him, um, giving him the business on Twitter and actually led to Will Ospreay running with it and making a T-shirt, which sold thousands. (laughs) Again, sensitive Mm. wrestlers using social media. I said before, and, you know, forget my language and everything, but I think wrestling now is just for a bunch of pussies. No, no one really says nothing to their face no more. Everyone's scared to fight these days. Police, or, you know, it's that all safe space stuff. Again, I'm not saying back in the day was great, but back in the day, as a man, I don't like you, you don't like me, you come, bam, you face it out, you beat me, fine. I beat you, fine, move on, bam, move on. That's it. These days, internet, 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 and then you have the stupid situation of AW Collision, CM Punk's got his own show, Dynamite slash Nitro, you got Elite and Mr. What's his name? Uh, Cowboy Boy. Cowboy, what's his name again? Uh, what? Um, what, Bob Orton? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? What's his name? That's how relevant it is to me. Uh, I was say Joe Janetta, yeah? Uh, he won the AW title. Yeah, he's about that. Oh, oh Hangman Page, yeah. That's page, it, yeah. yeah. See, again, he's so relevant. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. he is sensitive, isn't he, that one? 
But you see what I'm saying? It's like, these guys are so sensitive. It's like, come on. You don't like each other. You deal with it. You know what? It's not deal with it. I'm sure we go to work and we must, at least one person, hate some person at work. Mm. You don't go to work and literally punch their lights out and everything. You find a way to work together. If they put their hands on you, different story. But again, like I, said, I never knew about the Will Osprey and Seth Rollins. But Seth, mate, you can't talk. The matter, the matter, again, I'm not going to call you crappy, but my gosh, you're boring. You're bland. Look, I talk about having a changed look. The most you've done, but, mate. But, but the crowd that... goes, whoa. Listen, whoa, the crowd, look. <laughs> I will say it. And again, people don't use this word, this word anymore. The crowd are a bunch of neeks. We don't use that word no more. They're neeks. They're dorks. Sorry, crowd. Again, you what? You know, you, dorks. You're dorks. <laughs> you're neeks. You're, like, back in the day, we called them, sounds bad, geeks, losers. You like losers. You don't. Seth's not cool. He's not a badass. Probably the only badass things no, ever done. This is where I get to defend your boy JBL because I loved his promo at one night. Hammering yeah. ECW fan. Yeah. Like you know, I thought that was good shit because that was rot on the money. That was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The only thing he's already done is ban Becky Lynch. But even then, I'm told people was banging Becky Lynch long, long before he was. She, again, I'm told she got pregnant even before she even met him. So hey, I mean, but yeah, careful yeah, now, careful now. Yeah, I know, um, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> How about Batista and Bully Ray? Um, what do you do? So, so uh, apparently, um, as recounted in the Ruthless Aggression episode, Ev- Evolution, uh, the Dudley boys once faced off against Orton and Batista. Both teams walked out of the contest with multiple injuries due to shooting on each other. Uh, Batista and Randy Orton claimed that there was a large amount of jealousy from Bully Ray because they were the ones that were put with Triple H and Ric Flair and he wasn't given the same opportunities. <sighs> Anton knows already. I'm a producer guy. He's cool. He's cashmere, cashmere jumper. <laughs> the jumpers. <laughs> the jumpers just he's doesn't jumpers. He's badass boots and his jeans and everything. Bag of a leader. And John Morrison sitting there in the corner wanking off and everything. Look, but Bully Ray, yes, you had Velvet Sky, but that was years later. In 2002, 2003, I didn't mind you, but you was basically this supposed hardcore, hardcore guy facing, was it Johnny Stabaloni? Faces TV riches and everything. You weren't the guy. You had your shot on Raw. Triple H beat you like you're like you're an idiot. And then you, you, you wasn't a big deal, so they put you back with Devon. Sorry. You went yeah, to Jersey. His height of his career was always going to be as a tag guy. He was never a great singles talent. And you know what I'm gonna say? His height was when he was with who? Vince Russo in TNA. What you know Aces he... and Eights? No, when he was with his TNA World Event champion. Yeah, aces and eights. Even before then, even before uh, then, he was right. part of the immortal. He was part of the immortal, remember? He was part of the immortal. Oh, yeah. Then he had the aces and eights. He had his own group. Vince Russo, mate. Sorry. That was fucking terrible. That was. Uh... Mate, I'm sure you was watching it on was it Channel 5 and is it, uh, what's it, what is it? The men's, men's channel on. Busy watching, I was too busy watching real wrestling, mate, in WWE. Ain't got time for that nonsense. Bunch of flippy nonsense for all these kids running around. The highlight of TNA was Jay Lethal and Ric Flair having it out of each other, mate. That's that's where the pinnacle was. Uh, and I bet Vince Rousseau didn't write any of that nonsense. Pally? No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, CM Punk and Triple H is also on this list. Uh, enough said about that, really. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's what it is. Who do you side with, by the way? Who do you side with? What? Uh, what? Punk or it's very hard to side with Punk when it comes to anything these days because he is just like <laughs> I, I like what I like. I like Punk's promos. I enjoy how because like a lot of people assume I'll love him because I'm very outspoken myself and that all that. But the difference is that you know, like you can actually come to me and have it out. Whereas with CM Punk, it seems like 
you know. But then uh, it's it, it's difficult. CM Punk did a lot of things where I thought you're just a little bitch. But then at the same time, I see what like Kenny Omega and the gang did, and I think Punk's well within his right to defend himself there. So you know, but was just because I know you can ask another question. Was Punk right in a situation where he said, and I've said Daniel many times, the main event is the last match of the show. That's the main event, the title match, the main event. I absolutely or agree. Is it the, the thing of oh, facing Triple H is like oh yeah, that's. That's the big he, deal. He was right. He was right on that in a sense. Yeah. Like he knows that, like just, you, it's one of the main events. It's not going to be considered the main yeah. event of WrestleMania. Like if yeah, you're no, not on the, the last main match. event, is the last match, and, yeah. like, and everybody heard, knows it. My everybody friend Nick will like used to argue with me that no, no, you can have more than one main event. Fuck no. you, you can't. Like there is only one main event in my opinion, yeah. and that is the last match. Whatever closes the show is the main event. It's it's called a main event for a reason. Utter nonsense. Um, yeah. you know, but at the same time, like you know, because CM Punk really uh, got his knickers in twist, didn't he? About the Miz main eventing. And bottom line is, he was the WWE champion. Mm. Yeah. Know? You're, plus, yeah. you got to wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't act like you didn't <laughs> get true. given. Like CM Punk had a what? He held the belt, didn't he, for like a year and a half? Like he acts as if he was never given the ball and ran with it. And it's like you know what he said though. He said about his caliber of workers. Yeah, he had Jericho on every and he didn't really have the type of wrestlers that he would have liked to have had. Um, well, that's, that's, oh no, he, he did. He had I mean, caliber. At that point, WWE didn't have any stars, and that's, well, that's, what, that's what he said. He did. I, I think one of one of his points, and I do, I get what he was saying. I think we talked about it before. He was basically saying, like, obviously, he was fight, fighting all the guys that were sort of brought in as, you know, they get the label of part timers. But he fought Undertaker, he fought Lesnar, he fought The Rock, but he, he was lost. lost. He yeah. was lost, and that, and that's a fair point to say. You know, like at the same time, how are you going to sort of establish and say he is on that level? Like, you really. They definitely gave him a high profile, but did they really say, okay, he's up there? They did with Cena because he got he got back-to-back pay-per-view wins over John Cena, which was big. But then also another one of his issues with Triple H, which I can see is he said because he had a he had a he had a event with him afterwards, didn't he? After was the Night of Champions of Little Squad? Yeah, like that, yeah. and Triple H beat him. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of things like you had your like time then you could have made me, but you mm. chose to go over, and now you want to wrestle me here. It's like I don't need to wrestle you. It's basically, I don't need to wrestle. I needed it then. And that's when you should have put me over, really, to establish me as the because he was he was on the the cusp of like potentially being the next sort of like breakout, you know, like a new you know ushering a new era. Like he could have been the Stone Cold of that 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 period. Like if they really sort of yeah, when he had all of that buzz going about the walking out on the company and stuff like that, taking the belt with him, having voice of the voiceless. Mm. Yeah, you know, maybe if they'd really like completely got behind him, strapped the rocket to him, and say you know like he's up there with. With her, but maybe he would have like we would have had another sort of megastar in our hands. That's that's fair. I, I can see that point. Thinking, you know, but like you say, maybe did he did he address that at the time, or is it like now, like it's all it's all bottled up and sort of blows up at the end? But I, I do think there's some valid, you know, to me, there's yeah, there is some valid arguments that he's got to feel a bit aggrieved. What do we think about Logan Paul facing Ricochet and Raw next week? <laughs> <laughs> No love for Logan Paul, man. Right. Oh, like I said, I remember him from YouTube years ago. So it's like, <laughs> you know what it is? You know why? Because they're cheap now. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, did, you, didn't pay, you didn't pay a thousand pounds for that one. <laughs> Two pound in Morrison's, mate. Who's the mug now, KSI? Who's the mug now? You know, I'm just going to go Morrison and give it a try tomorrow. I'll give it a try tomorrow. You know what? It's weird because... Again, Aaron, you you know this guy much better than me. I didn't really watch Ricochet before WWE. I kept hearing about him, Power Slam, and all these things. Oh, he's great. He's this and that. When I saw him, I just thought he's a flip guy. 
it moves, moves again. That's a great he's, athlete. That's all. He's, he like, he's a great athlete. He, he can sell nice. He was great in NXT because that was the right platform for him. I think. Fair enough. I don't think he's done a great deal on the main roster to care about it. I think that this is pro. I this definitely will help boost his stock because he's in the ring with Paul Logan Paul. Like it absolutely will help him out. They seem to have run with the angle of because Logan Paul went on his podcast and said that Ricochet was dangerous and tried to injure him at Money in the Bank. And I, I think that's a work, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. They, but at the same time, it's like there's kind of a bit of truth there, really, because he could have actually killed him. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, Logan Paul barely wrestles at all when he does it's a big deal so the fact that he's wrestling ricochet and raw means they must have something quite unique planned for him hasn't he been to it twice though didn't he get into it against roman reigns and now this as well but yeah. but he's putting all he's putting all the wrestlers to shame isn't he Gabe? of course he is yeah, of he's, course he all is. Today's wrestlers he's shame. one of the best heels yeah. in the company he's one of the best heels. i know but, uh, yeah but he's not <laughs> but he's not able to do one match and then carry on his face basically he had a match has to take time off yeah, he, he's that good that he, he can put yeah. everything all into one That's match. It. and then we kills see him himself. again. <laughs> <laughs> he kills himself there enough. He's back six months. That's all again. Bam. So it's like, yeah, twice a year. We get, we get one match out of him. <laughs> and then he's wrecked. Well, look, it's better than watching Ricochet every week. And like, he's, like Aaron said, no one cares about anything. No, yeah, I give, I give you that. He's, he's got he's got some appeal to him. But to say that he puts everyone else to shame when he's, he's not able to have a... Well, look, I'm going to say, Aaron, everyone's talking about... Because Eli Drake, what's his name again? Ellie Knight. Knight. Everyone's talking about Ellie Knight like he's this big deal. I was watching for years in TNA. Nobody cared in TNA. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I loved him as Eli Drake. Like, yeah. for me, like, he's always been great. And, but I was, I was terrified. I thought he's going to get the EC3 treatment there. Where oh, he's yeah. Get buried because EC3 should have been a much bigger deal, in my opinion, in WWE and wasn't. Um, you know, they just had no clue what they were doing with him. Whereas, at least with Ellie Knight, like, the crowd are all over this. They are raucously behind him now, which is good. Um, so you know, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, it would have been nice if they'd loved him from the start because especially his stuff in NWA was brilliant. By the way, mm. when NWA Power first kicked back into gear, he was really carrying that, and making that look good. That was a good promotion alongside Nick Aldis, who apparently yeah. WWE are quite keen on him, but not in a wrestling Bruce capacity, Bruce which is Bruce very Bruce. strange. Yeah. Very very strange. But well, um, what? what have you one final. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I was going to say because I, I obviously. We're, we're, I like to be with Kevin Nash fans. Kevin Nash was basically saying about how he's basically an Austin Rock ripoff, and that you know he was telling Triple H and Shawn Michaels, "Don't push this guy." I mean, Kevin Nash, like it's one of those things where it's like you're the lowest drawing WWE champion in history. Shut your mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, I'm like just like you know. I know Kevin Nash has gone through a lot lately, which is really sad. Obviously, with his son and stuff like that. But it's just like, man, like stop going on the internet and whinge it. Hey, you're doing. You're kind of like in the Bret Hart mold now, and it's like, and he would always, always, if you watch shooting interviews that he did with like a KFO commentary and stuff, he'd always whinge about Bret Hart being, yeah. you know, just saying that like, oh Bret Hart whinges, he's an old man, he's too salty, and it's like no, you're exactly the same. You're doing exactly the same things that you critique Bret for. So you know what? Too much internet and not enough fucking real life, mate. That's the problem right there. Um, Arn Anderson had a little rant as well. Uh, he was asked what he felt was one of the biggest mistakes young wrestlers are making right now. He said, young guys that don't wear knee pads, that don't feel they need them or don't want them or whatever is a big mistake. He added, I would advise every young wrestler, male or female, from the first time you step in the ring, knee pads are essential equipment to giving you longevity and protecting you. This seems pretty freaking obvious. But... Cody Rhodes for a long time, is not it? Yeah, Cody did, yeah. <sighs> yeah, do you agree with that? 
Obviously, as, work, as, as workers, we're going to agree with that. Aren't yeah, we? I, 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 would never, I would never have considered like, yeah, like leaving that. I knee will pads. never wrestle without knee pads. No. Not happening. Not happening. Especially as a bigger guy, like that fucking hurts. Like, huh. we will listen. Me, me, and Aaron are bigger guys. If we didn't wear knee pads and was wrestling on a consistent basis, but our, our knees will be shredded. Even, <laughs> even, even little, even little guys are gonna. Okay. Knees up. So yeah, I think we all need knee pads. You're feeling left out. Big, big or small. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I so we need the knee pads. You, what are you wearing knee pads for? <laughs> you're you're considered a hoss. What are you on about? Like... <laughs> He's the power portion of the business. Gabe's more technical. <laughs> um, you think Arn's yeah, no, kind of lost it a little bit now? In terms of, like obviously, for, I think for us, obviously we we, we watch obviously NWA, WCW. He got his injury and everything backstage, was a big influence with producing for WWE and everything. He's in AEW, and for me, it's like he's there, but he's just, yeah. And he's a producer as well. And it's like, we don't really hear much of him. I know he had the, he had the thing with, with the gun. <laughs> the gun the gun thing on his AEW and everything, but apart from that, he signed there. Was it Brock? Legitimately, I didn't know he someone called actually. It Brock. feels like all these guys, Dean Malenko, uh, Arn Anderson, whoever it might be, it's just Adrian. like they're just there so that they can say we've got them backstage. I don't yeah. think they're adding. They're obviously not adding anything to it because nobody's listening to any of them. Is when you think about it, imagine we I'd had be desperate, oh. desperate to say to spend time with Arn Anderson and learn. Yeah. I, I would actually pay crazy money to listen to Arn Anderson in a room for hours on end. Like, and these guys are like, you know, but then you've obviously Brandon Cutler knows better, doesn't he? Because you, you listen know, to his podcast. Hey, you listen to his podcast. Who on it? Yeah, absolutely. Anton. Yeah. Well, no, you do. When was the last time you listened to it? Today, I listen. I listen to okay, his. Uh, <laughs> why, why are you digging <laughs> out Anton? Exactly. What are you digging? I'm going. I've got a whole. So I've got a whole kind of selection of Anderson for years. Just listening, going through it. So yeah. I just do, uh, do you subscribe to Vince Rousseau's podcast, Gabe? Okay. I actually do. The brand. Do, uh, do you subscribe to his? Are you on his Patreon? Are you? So you get all the <laughs> Vinny, I love you, but no. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no, I used to. No, no, I, used to. I, I, I used to. I used to give donations, but yeah. Now, let's no. see your, let's see your receipts. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Vince Russo, but at the same no, time, don't say. <laughs> I appreciate his work, but at the same time, I do think he deserves more respect than he gets. But again, Aaron's basically giving respect. Anton obviously respects him, but he won't say in public because he, he knows he'll get cursed out by Jim Cornette and the rest of them. So it's fine. Anton, I've got a very important question for you based on wrestling news this week. So a set of former WWE superstar Mandy Rose's ring gear is currently being auctioned off by herself on eBay. And the going price is nearly at $30,000. How much do you reckon your ring gear would sell for? If you stuck <laughs> on eBay, mate? Might get, might get a tenner. I'm lucky. How much again? I'll have it. <laughs> how much? Tenner. How, how, how much? How much? How much you gonna pay for it, Gabe? No, I was answering. How much again for the game? I'm starting the bid at a ten. A tenner. What are you? What are you going up for? I want to put a hundred thousand rupees. <laughs> Convert that for me. Am I rich or am I? Still broke. £3.50. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, broke. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no, judging by their, the state of their economy. Um, <laughs> no, legitimately, how, how much for a gear again? Literally, I, I put my headphones out in protest. Uh, 30 grand right now is gone. Crazy. That's so that people can smell it, mate, I think, if we're being honest. Like, 
I have to, you know what? Again, I know it's a podcast from all boys and everything. I'm scratching my head in terms of has the world gone mad? Yes. Has the world I wish I had 30 grand in the bank, mate. Mm. But 30 grand to spend just to but you on... but yeah, you wouldn't be spending it on that, would you? Like what's what's wrong? What's wrong with the person that wants to fight for 30k? I think it's more a case of can you imagine in this current climate with everyone struggling the way they are, someone's willing to put mm. 30 grand down on women's gear. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what, like, in all seriousness, what are you getting? Hey, it's your money. You can do what you want. But of course, of course. But yeah. 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 Ring gear. Cameron Anderson, right? You know, Cameron Anderson, who you met Anton at the mm. last IWE show. He's obviously my boy and, you know, he's really doing well. So he invested almost 400 quid in Josh Alexander's boots that he was selling. Mm. Those were actually Josh Alexander's boots he was wearing. I would, like, I would consider that a far better investment of my mm. time and money. Like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and he's worn them religiously at every single show since he started wrestling. So. Yeah. Yeah, and to, be, and to be fair, I mean, yeah, that's a boot's gonna cost you like 150 to 200 pounds, yeah. probably anyway. So, all right, you're dumbing it up. But then, if you know, if you look up to a certain wrestler and it's, you know, I don't think that's such a bad yeah. and, it, and it's a nice little, even there, you're just gonna say a little anecdote. It's a nice little yeah. story to say, you know, you start. I mean, I, I had my dad's old boxing boots when I started, and my dad did like amateur boxing. So, it's, yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of a, you know, a cool, but I don't know whoever bought that unless, unless they come out with Mandy Rose's gear. <laughs> Whoever bought that, it could turn out. It could turn out to be one of the current <laughs> crop of wrestlers. The guy on the limb and say it's an AW fan. <laughs> the world's gone mad. I swear. That the might be what is... they want. Do. They might. They might want to be inspired by Mandy Rose. Like, it means that much to them. I'm coming out. I'm Mandy inspired Rose's by Mandy Rose, but I'm not spending thirty grand on her. <laughs> not being rude, but if I'm spending thirty grand on her gear, I want to actually sleep with her for that money. That's ridiculous. So. Uh... It's just crazy, oh but hey, good for her. She can make it. Mm. By the way, she made a million dollars off of her like OnlyFans style account. Um, you bunch of saps, you idiot. Go out there and go find a woman, man. You're, you're paying for this woman who's never going to sleep with you, never going to call you, never going to marry you, never going to have kids for you, but you're going to spend your hard earned money on just pictures and her saying, Oh, hello, how are you? <laughs> I lost it there. I kind of lost it there. <laughs> but <laughs> that's amazing. Like, what an impression that is. Like, um, we're gonna have to know, put that in a reel. You know what? I'm just gonna make a YouTube shorts right there. I have never in my life understood again, people have a right to do what they want, but I've never understood anybody paying for women. I've never, I've never understood that. I don't know. I understand never. it. I just don't, I won't do game. it. <laughs> nah, you must be out of your mind. No way. Especially in OnlyFans. To be honest, I'd be amazed if you'd said yes, because that is not a god fairy. Nah. nah but, but look, even before I was a Christian, never did. Even now, I wouldn't. But it's just, it's a thought of, okay, let's say, for example, she said, listen, um, Anton, Gabriel, Aaron, you give me 30 grand, I'm your wife for life, whatever. I'm all yours. Mate, I'm sure most of us will be scrounging around to get that money. But it's like, it's, it's, what, a photo? Nah, man. I, again, people may say it's old-fashioned. It's not old-fashioned. I just think it's madness. Again, because of society now, because of how difficult things are in life in general, rent, mortgage, feeding yourself, you have kids, looking after your kids. If you have wives, you have husbands, whatever. Things are so difficult. Again, anybody can put their money wherever they want, but it's just, again, and this is me who actually respects and loves wrestling. Nah, say. Mate, now's, a bad time. now's a bad time to point out that Anton obviously dropped quite a large amount of money on uh, Stephen Barker's uh, used gear. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Whoever the guy is that spent 30 grand, mate, I want to come meet you. 
I want to come meet you. How much would you, uh, just out of curiosity, Gabe, like legit, yeah, how, how much would you spend, say, if you had the chance to buy Bret Hart's used boots, for instance? Maybe a couple hundred. Really? Yeah, I'll be honest. I won't spend like a thousand. I'll never bet. Again, I love Bret, don't wrong, but it's, it's that thing where I think about, okay, yeah, it's boots. What are I doing? Unless I'm going to wrestle with it, it's going to be in my cupboard or it's going to be... Yeah, I, think, I mean, there's something it's... distinctive as well about certain boots as well. Like, I suppose, like, yeah, like Brett yeah. would have the... You know, you know they're Bret Hart's boots. Oh, yeah. So, I suppose, yeah, like, from a... If, if you're a collector as well, like, with memorabilia, you know, like, some people will collect the belts and stuff like that. Like Conrad. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> to have that as, like, a... It's almost like your own sort of little museum type, you know, like, shrine to wrestling. Like, I get mm. if, if that's what you want to collect certain things for. And, no, yeah, and, it, and it's decor, isn't it? It's decor. Like yeah. if you have it out, so yeah, I can, I can understand. I, yeah, if that's, yeah, but I just don't think that's why that person threw thirty <laughs> k down. <laughs> Maybe if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Aaron, how much would you spend? Uh, it, oh, I mean, I'm poor as shit, so I wouldn't be spending any money to be nah. honest. So, Anton. I'm, I know yeah. you. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 wrestle, I like eight by tens and stuff. Like, for instance, so I grab, I do a lot of like eight by tens for wrestlers, and I try mm-hmm. and always say like, "Oh, could you like maybe put one aside and sign it for me?" It's a nice little mm-hmm. memento, and you know, I don't mind buying an eight by ten or something or a t. I love buying t shirts from the guys yeah. I like and stuff like that. And you know, I'm very blessed. That I get to make a lot of guys gear now, things like that. But I um, yeah, no, I would never spend any real amount. My rule of thumb is, especially as a you know a, a professional videographer is if you're looking to sell something and it costs the same as a camera, forget about it. I'm not buying it. I not agree. Happen. Not I happen. agree. Yeah. Anton, how much would you spend? Go on. <laughs> I'm not really into that's the thing. And I no, do. no, no. I know. I'm not, not, I'm not into it. must be a woman in yeah. wrestling. <laughs> no. Money at. no. Come Look, on. If, if, if Shawn I Michaels, would... if, if he has Shawn Michaels gear from 96 when he beat Brett for the WF title, and so here it is, Anton, how much would he pay for it? But again, like I have priorities, so I wouldn't be put. I wouldn't be putting my money on something like that. You see, like, he's a politician. He's a politician. I don't need to, look. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that sort of. I don't have a, a shrine or anything like. I don't. I used to keep loads of like wrestling memorabilia when I was young, yeah. like a teenager. But then I, I got rid of it in my early twenties, and it's like I don't really have other than just like a few. I don't have like collectibles. I don't have a little area like that where I'd want to keep it. So I wouldn't really desire like. Oh, I want Shawn Michaels ring gear. There's uh, stuff I want. Like I'd probably like if Brett said to me, two or three hundred dollars, you can have one of my jackets I wore to the ring. I yeah. would. Yeah, I, I would. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I I'd love a pair of the shades that he gave out. Like when I was a kid, I wanted nothing more than to be the kid who got the shades from him. You know, yeah. if he signed a pair of shades and said fifty dollars, well, yeah, of course I'll fucking like, have that any day. Yeah. But mm. you know, like yeah, you have to be like, maybe that's because we live in a fucking real world. Like yeah, but, but, yeah. I think that's why I, people are pissed off about it. I think if like, you've got the money, yeah, if you've got brand. If I've got the money, like I wouldn't be completely adverse. Yeah, if I had a little, like, say, I had a a room that I use for like for the gym or the track or whatever, and it's like and I'd kick that out with a bit of wrestling sort of memorabilia, not a little bit of my own stuff, mm. and some people that I looked up to. Yeah, and I would. But then again, what you're saying is Adam Mansfield is a little bitch for collecting all those no, belts. No, what I'm saying <laughs> is I my my situations like I don't feel like I have that expendable cash to be able to say right, that's what I'm gonna do. Like there's th- there's other things I'd want to spend my money on. Like and I KFC. don't. I, what's that? <laughs> like KFC, yeah. Yeah, exactly. KFC. Yeah. I need my, I need my yeah. chicken. Yeah, you're welcome, by the way. Hey, it wasn't. It wasn't expensive. It wasn't expensive, Bucky, was it? Come on, you, no. you, you see where my priorities are. <laughs> well, apparently, Mandy Rose is an extremely expensive bucket, so that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't get me wrong. I would very much enjoy the company of someone like Mandy Rose, but I ain't paying thirty grand for the privilege. You can get the hell out of here. 
That ain't happening. Not happening. I uh, I have standards, if I'm being honest. Right, we'll wrap it up with the uh, what is basically uh, set for SummerSlam. Hopefully, you boys are going to come on, do the predictions and stuff yep. for SummerSlam, because yep. that's a couple of weeks away. Before I forget, uh, are we confirming about AEW? Uh, it, yeah, so basically, I've been told that you two are definitely on board for coming to AEW. Yep. Right, I'll I'll sort it because apparently Gabe couldn't come through with the tickets. He uh he was he was throwing out promises that he couldn't deliver. Oh no 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 no! (laughs) With my job, they have certain privileges, and they was not able to suffice it. Because if I had went to it, if I had went to it, I I would have to go and work. I'm teasing you, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I uh, I'll get us tickets if you want. If you guys want to come to Coliseum beforehand, you'll obviously uh, be treated like royalty. No wearing that Vince Russo shirt in Coliseum or I won't call you out. And <laughs> I Can will we do stand a podcast? up and I will make an example of you in front of the audience. I will. I don't care. I will be Tank. See, when Tank had the shank in WWE, that'll be me. Yeah, okay. Okay. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, no, we'll definitely be at AEW. And if we are going to AEW, which yeah. is great, we'll, um, we'll do a little pre-show for that. And yeah. obviously... We'll record ourselves and have a bit of fun on the day and, you know, hopefully get some content for that. That'd be good fun. Um, speaking of which, before AEW All In, it will be SummerSlam on August the 5th, 2023, of course. Uh, and they do already have two big matches announced. So Finn Balor will challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship again against Seth Rollins. Uh, and Cody Rhodes will face Brock Lesnar in a singles match. Everyone all right so far with how SummerSlam is building? The big suggestion is that it will be Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. I apologize. I keep getting confused. Is Jimmy the one basically who they... Jimmy is the, Jimmy's is the one that was like trying to keep the peace. Jay's the one who was like main. Jay is like the hothead. Yeah, he's. The one. I like give, to me give the give, give the hothead. Give the hothead one. Jay should. That's get where it. that's where yeah. it looked like it was going. But you're, you're saying that that's that's apparently there's a lot of rumors suggesting that it may be Jimmy. Well, that hasn't really been done before, has it? Because it was Jay yeah. that like originally. Jay did have two very good yeah. matches with Roman in the build up to him becoming the tribal chief. Yeah. So yeah, they. I mean, I wouldn't be against both of them having a title shot back-to-back, maybe at pay-per-views. Like, the pay-per-view that fills the gap between Survivor Series, give Jimmy a shot there, maybe. Yeah. But we we, we acknowledge that neither of them are going to win. We're acknowledging that, yeah? Yeah, I'd, I'd be Yeah, I think Roman Reigns is fine. <laughs> okay, cool, yeah. And we acknowledge, basically, that Finn's just there for the sake of it. He's not going to beat Seth. I, I think that's cash-in time for Damian Priest. <clears throat> and you think he deserves it? Oh, absolutely. Because okay. I predicted him to win. And yeah, I know. I'm, I, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, yeah, did, I, did, I, did I mention I went seven and nine? Yes, you did. <laughs> Where's my bad Mars bar? <laughs> Yo, I'm cashing in at all in. I want my bad Mars bar. So can Anton shave it. his head then? So I can throw it at Tony Khan. <laughs> I can Anton shave his head? I, you, you promised the bad Mars bar. I didn't promise to cut my hair. I will, I will have the Mars bar for AEW then. That's fine. For the, next, for the next two big pay-per-views, all in the SummerSlam, we will enforce a forfeiture of some format that is agreed upon by... But it's not people's hairs uh, or beards. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Look at you trying to get through. I think Anton, I'll say it, Anton should shave his head. If he's that confident, he'll put his hair on the line. Why, why, you, why you want to see me with the bald head? Because I shaved... I, I, lost, uh, I lost and I got to, had to shave my head. Je- jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I would love to have hair like that if I'm being Aaron, honest. Aaron has to basically cut his beard off. But then again, it's like, it'll go back quick anyway. So it's like, ah, uh, well. Or you can pierce your ear. You can pierce your ear. You have a nose piercing? I've never had a piercing, to be honest. Like, okay. Don't need tattoos. I'll get, shall I get, uh, let's talk business? Oh, get, get Vinnie Rue. Get Vinnie Rue on your, on your arm. 
What, tattooed? Yeah. Woo! I tell you what, as a forfeit, I won't get it tattooed, but I'll get a henna, you know, one of those ones that yeah. last months. I'll do that. I'll absolutely cool. do that. And what about me? Yeah, um, need, to, need to find something that Gabe doesn't want to like You have to denounce God on the podcast. <laughs> I would do that. I literally would just see me go, boom. Yeah. Like, a lightning bolt come across. I would never ask that of a, a religious man. That's that's way out of order. I would never do yeah. that. Um, yeah, no, I'm too, I'm too nice for that nonsense. We'll figure something though. We've got some time. We've got a couple of weeks before yeah. SummerSlam, and uh, yeah, it should be two and a half weeks until SummerSlam. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good show. I, you know what? WWE have proven that they can put together good pay per views, so mm. I'm excited. Anything uh, you boys want to cover before we wrap it up? I think we've I think we've more than <laughs> covered more than you planned for us to set the world alight. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, you got something there, hit man. You got something in your mind? No, I just want to say thank you to everyone for bringing us on. It's always a pleasure. And I apologise that I stretched it out a little bit, but again, no, I don't no, apologise for that. I, honestly, legit, like, as a shoot, I love having you two on this podcast. Sure. And it's very, very cool that I get to lend my voice to Let's Talk Business, and hopefully I haven't sworn too much, because I know Anton's been ribbing me, uh, being private about <laughs> apparently I swear too much. Gabe, are you coming uh, this Saturday, just out of curiosity? Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there in my, in my Vinnie Roo shorts. He says he's going to be there. Anton, am I going to be there? I'll bring him along. I'll be there. He said he was going to come to Cardiff and all, but he was uh, conspicuous by his absence. You know what, people? If you don't see Error the next show, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't come after me. My name is Anton. You, wait, you ain't doing Anton Green. As a man of God, you certainly ain't doing nothing. My name is Anton Green, and I live in Hackney. If if you want to know who I am, that's my that's my name. My name is Anton Green, and I live in a... I know for a fact he doesn't live in Hackney. That is that is fake news. I'm not having that. It's hey, old news. Gundam. I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist. Can I just point out, the man of God just said he was going to off me on the I'm podcast. a journalist. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but then he put the, put the crime on me. So I suppose yeah. that's, that's his get-out clause. Like, technically, he's, he, he embodied me that, that time. Yeah, so you're the full guy, mate. That's how yeah, that works. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the hit for the, the hit, man. Scapegoat of the business, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, how can we find uh, Let's Talk Business, by the way, on social media? Facebook, Instagram, say Let's Talk Business. We've started to to build, to, started to improve our social media presence. We still got yeah, ways I to go. After I yeah, there was a after, yeah, after we after we took. <laughs> you see, you see, all, of a, all of a sudden, we 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 came alive, but. Yeah. Legit though, because I genuinely think you guys have got a wicked dynamic and a really sick podcast. And you know, you're doing yourself a disservice by not letting people know all about it. And to be honest, I would much rather listen to you two than a couple of sweaty marks in their basement that have never taken a bump. Like Brandon Cutler, you know. But yeah, he's pointing point to the sweat. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Brandon Cutler, you're a fucking bitch, is what you are. Yes, <laughs> Sorry, you're yes, just a bitch. Yeah, just get, get in the bin, mate. Get in the bin. Dungeons and Dragons, please. Roll for initiative, you tart. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's it from the State of Business address on the WrestleBlog and Let's Talk Business. Don't forget to check out the links in the description if you would like to check out either podcast and see the backlog of amazing content that both podcasts have. I've been Aaron X. Thank you very much to the hitman, Gabe Myers. And of course, to Mr. Clean and Tom Green. And we'll catch you very soon for more content from WrestleBlog and Let's Talk Business. <laughs>